Danny, we're back. I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Uh, this is another episode of Fried Squirms, episode 129. Yeah. Is that what you just told me? I already almost <laughs> forgot. Um, fuck, we're finally, this. all these episodes later, it was episode 37. By the way, go listen to episode 37. Because, yes, please do. Uh, all the way back in the days of episode 37, we covered the first half of the 1990 miniseries it today we finally made good on our promise that we made in that episode that we would finish the miniseries right before the second movie comes out movie comes out what like four days after we after this will be put online yeah so the episode will drop this time before you get to hear our reactions to it chapter two which we'll probably still record reactions to chapter two. I would imagine so. Like we did last time. Just try to keep everything sort of the Consistent same. Consistent a little bit, yeah. Uh, down to the fact that uh, last time around, episode 38 was House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> and this time around, episode 130 is going to be Devil's Rejects. I know, and we didn't even really plan it because of that. We did not that. plan that. It's just a happy coincidence. We almost forgot we had to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Both of these. And then I was looking at a calendar and I was like, oh shit, it's coming up. We should probably talk about the second half. We should probably talk about (laughs) the adults. And to do that, we're going to have an extra adult in here talking with us in a little bit. But before we get to all that, and before we even get to horror shit, how was your week? It was actually pretty good, dude. You know, we had Zach on last week. Uh, for Swamp Thing, so as the week, you know, was playing itself out, editing it, listening back to it, I was like, man, this is a very informational episode because it delves more into uh, just more than the film. You know, it delves into the comics and the origin stories and the variations we talked about. So, yeah, for me, it was very enlightening. It was a fun episode. I was very thankful that we had Zach over and that he could join us. So that was really cool. But uh, as far as, like, just a little personal bits I did start watching season two of Mindhunter. I did finish oh, I it up I'm just a few nights ago. Through. Yeah, dude, really enjoyed it. It's really good. I'm about halfway through. I'm super digging it right now, but I've been trying to balance that with Red Dead. Nice. And last night, like you heard what I got done. Like Red <laughs> yeah, Dead, did. Red Dead won out last night. Killed me some fucking legendary bear, legendary fox, legendary coyote, legendary buck. I was just fucking hunting like a madman last night. That's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, God, what do we have for horror news? So I've got quite a bit, both on the TV side and the movie side. So Good, because I looked at like nothing. So. <laughs> That's okay. I've got a few bits. So I'll start with TV like I did the last couple of weeks. And the first one, I'm sure you've seen it because you're a big fan, is that Disney has announced at least like six projects, I believe, but three of them are a little bit more on the comic side of things. So it looks like Marvel Studios is developing three new live-action series, which include uh, that of Mrs. Uh, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight would be the one that ties closest to this. Um, let me think. Moon Knight debuted in the pages of a horror comic called Werewolf by Night. Nice. Uh, which is all about a dude named <laughs> Jack Russell who turns into a werewolf <laughs> Go figure. by night, like the name. 
And there's rumors they're going to bring in Werewolf by Night, which would be awesome. Uh, that's a super <laughs> awkward name. The character is known by, as Werewolf by Night, but whatever. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but Moon Knight is crazy. Like, the character is crazy, but just the stories are pretty insane. And there's definite, like, horror crossover type shit in the, the sort of stories and shenanigans that he gets up to. So Nice, yeah. Now, one of our former guests, who is not a fan of clowns, <laughs> told me a little bit about it because, you know, we got to talk about the DC Universe with Swamp Thing, and he was talking about the exciting news with Moon Knight. So, yeah, he gave me a little bit of insight into the character and what kind of what it's about. It's going to be more weird than anything, but some of the weird should border on horror. So Well, that'd be fun, man. Maybe one day we'll... Might actually cover it. We'll see. Yeah. Okay, so the next bit of news I have is John Carpenter is stating that Tales for a Halloween Night, which is a uh, TV series, it looks like it has found new life at Paramount. So back in 2017, uh, Universal Cable Productions announced that they were developing a deal with John Carpenter and Sandy King. It uh, looks like it kind of fell through. I guess initially it was supposed to be for the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Yeah, but... They found some new life with Paramount. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to translate to, but we'll see, man. I mean, it's cool seeing John Carpenter still doing some work. All right, and the last little bit of TV news I have, it involves a television series I brought up, I don't know how many times now, but for fans or for people who are curious about this show, the series Twin Peaks is getting a 21-disc Blu-ray set which includes, well, it's entitled Twin Peaks from Z to A. It includes all things Twin Peaks. So I have pretty much seen... It's like David Lynch's ball sack. Oh, just... man. 21-disc <laughs> box set, dude. So, yeah, I'm just kind of looking through it. It's going to get a pretty heavy-duty, like, behind-the-scenes footage stuff. There's limited event series. You're going to get not only all of the seasons, you'll also, of course, get Fire Walk With Me, there's new interviews with Kyle MacLachlan and Cheryl Lee. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to pretty much be like they said, Z through A or A through Z of everything Twin Peaks, which is really cool. And the cool thing about it too is that the actual filming location isn't too far from here. That's pretty awesome. That's that's all you can really hope for, for right? Is just yeah. all the Twin Peaks you could ever get. So, like I said, whether you're a huge fan, you need some kind of physical media, or if you're curious, this would be a really good way into it the gum you like will come back in style that's true <laughs> that's funny i get that uh, reference uh shit is so that's tv that's tv so for movies movie side of things i'm gonna lead off with two films that we've covered before and that is jordan peele's get out and us is that it is coming as a double feature for 4k ultra high definition in october for people who don't have a physical media of either one there you go I don't own either of them yet. I might end up dropping the money on that. I've been holding off on getting It Chapter 1, the newer one, for oh, the same reasons. For, I, I think I actually have the Blu-ray for that. But I can't I might, it though. I might hold out to get a 4K until they do a 2-pack. Yeah, I think that's probably what I'm going to do as well. So moving along, this is something you and I talked off, Mike, about. Uh, and we've actually brought up before because we do know that Halloween is getting two sequels and we have also announced that news is that the character of tommy doyle is returning well they have cast tommy doyle very familiar name fucking anthony michael hall dude (laughs) dude i mean i'm down i fucking love me some anthony michael hall but 
That's not what I was expecting to hear. Likewise, I was not anticipating that. If anything, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't him. I was thinking maybe if nothing else, they might try to get the original actor back. Mm. You, but nope. Uh, which I'm okay with still. I mean, it's cool. Anthony Michael Hall, big name. I almost don't remember what the original actor looks like. Does oh, man, Anthony he's a Michael kid. Hall. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, close they, enough. Yeah, I think close enough to pull okay. off. Plus, you know, you consider it's 40 plus years later. I think right. They can fudge it a little bit. All right. So the next bit of news I have is something we've talked about again uh, is that the new Mortal Kombat, we've already announced that it's found its Jax, it's found its. Who else? Um, Raiden. It's found Luke Kane. It's found more, more people. They just right. found Sonya Blade, right? And Kano. And Kano. Yeah. So it says three more actors have come aboard. We've already talked about the fact that was it um, Asano? Was oh, it? Yeah, Tadanobu. Asano. Yeah, which is really cool. So the other people, they're going to have the Meg actress Jessica uh, McNamee. She's going to be starring as Sonya Blade. You have Josh Al, uh, Josh Lawson. He's going to be playing Kano. And additionally, Louis Tan, who was in Wu Assassins, is in talks to play an unknown leading actor at this time. So uh, the cast is starting to round out. And so far, it looks like a pretty solid cast. Yeah, and I'm excited for the fact that there's supposed to be video game accurate fatalities. Man, yeah, which dude. Which should make this gorehound very happy. So Yeah, it's gonna finish me all off. <laughs> I'm okay with that. That's what I'm, I'm plus I mean I'm just I'm in the bag for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like, I I fucking love that entire franchise. I think I've played almost every single one of the games. Nice, I know dude. that there's one or two that I haven't, but it's not very many that I haven't. So. Nice, man. Yeah, I'm very familiar with the series. Go back, way back to the arcade days with it. And I actually suck at fighting games. Like, I don't say that I've played them all to be like, I'm <laughs> going to kick your ass in Mortal Kombat. Right. No, you will more than likely kick <laughs> my ass in Mortal Kombat. I just, I love the characters, the lore. I used to watch the cartoon. Nice. Fucking, it's all about Yeah, I'm the all movies, it, all that so. shit. So cool. All right, so the last little bit of horror news that I have on the movie front, it is about another film that we're huge fans of. We've even brought him up last week because Bruce Campbell is in the series. But for fans of The Evil Dead, Grindhouse Releasing is bringing it back, the original that is, to theaters in 4K with reimagined with a reimagined score. So that's really cool. So like I said, one of those films we grew up with were huge Bruce Campbell fans, Sam Raimi fans. Um, I'm looking at the poster here. It looks pretty dope, man. Um, I'm looking for a date to see if there's anything... So the closer that it gets to that release time, I'll probably bring it up back again. But it's still pretty neat, man. So that pretty much like I said, covers the TV bits of news I found interesting, some horror movie news I found interesting. You know, like I said, a little bit of the personal stuff I've been up to. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about today's episode. Uh, shit, yeah, fuck, me too. Um, I guess let's try to get the guts and bolts out of the way before Patrick shows up. Yeah. So. Onwards, guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. All right, here we are. Guts and bolts. Cast and crew. Who went into this? Spoiler free. I'll start with the synopsis. Uh, go fucking go listen or watch the first half. We're talking about the second half of a miniseries. Yeah, definitely watch the first part. Otherwise, you can be super lost. So watch the first part. Listen to our first part. However you want to do that. That'll get you caught up to speed till now. And then the synopsis for the last half is the adults are dealing with it now. Precisely. That's as simple as it gets. <laughs> it's back. That's not a spoiler. No, it's not. That's <laughs> we're halfway through a mini series. Yeah. 
right. it's back. Adults are dealing with it. That's the synopsis. Nice. All right. So from week to week, we do like to talk about our cast and crew. Cast and crew who went into this? Go listen to episode Dude. 30 fucking 7. Yeah, I did go back and listen to our episode. And I was like, yeah, we were pretty thorough. So we don't necessarily have to get too in-depth with a lot of these people. The nice thing is, is I'm going to keep it short and simple with a lot of these names. So this week, of course, we're going to talk about our director, Tommy Lee Wallace. We've talked about him before because we've covered Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Thank you, Marcus. He's also the director of Fright Night. Mark Wand. Oh, Marcus. excuse me, Mark Wand. I don't know why I said Marcus. Yeah, thank you, Mark Wand. He's also director of Fright Night Part 2. Mark. And Vampires, Los Muertos. The writer, of course, this is based off of Stephen King's novel of the same name. Tommy Lee Wallace helped with the screenplay, and Lawrence D. Cohen actually helped with the both parts. Uh, he's known for Carrie's, uh, the original from 1976 mm. and the 2013 remake. He's also known for the film Ghost Story, the Tommyknockers, the TV miniseries, and uh, something that's really cool. It's another Stephen King-based uh, television series. It was called Nightmares and Dreamscapes, mm. The End of the Whole Mess. That was a segment he did in 2006. All right. Our cinematographer is Richard... Uh, Letterman. Now, there was a film he did as far as cinematographer way back in the day. I brought it up on the first half, <laughs> chapter one of the original. Uh, was The film was Rad from 1986. Oh, shit, yeah. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. So he's also known for such films as Silence of the North, The Climb, the first season, and the television series Cold Squad from 98 and 99. Our editors, there's two of them, uh, one of them is David Blankstead. He's known for pretty much television. That includes nine episodes of The Waltons from 73 and 74. He did six episodes of Eight is Enough from 1977 and 79. The film The Creature Was It Nice and the film The Hunted. And the other editor is Robert F. Chagru. He's known for editing the film Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, The Thornbirds, and Street Fighter. The music was composed like- by... Like John Claude Van Damme. Oh yes, yeah. yes sir. All right, the music. Raul Julia's last film. Yeah, that's kind of sad when you think about it. Great actor. All right, the music was composed by Richard Bellis. He's known for, uh, believe it or not, he's really known for a lot of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen films. Oh shit. They start off with, uh, "You're invited to Mary Kate and Ashley's mall party, Christmas party, birthday party, ballet party, costume party, camping party, and still rocking." In Brooklyn Heights. It's like, what the fuck? All right. So a lot of television. He's also helped um, compose music for Star, uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. That was pretty neat. All right. A special effects team was Fantasy Two Film Effects. They helped with these special visual effects on the film. This movie was, or the miniseries was produced by Mark Bacino, Alan S. Epstein, and Jim Green. The production companies on this were Green Epstein Productions, Konigsberg, Sanitsky Company, Lormar Television, and Warner Brothers Television. Another Epstein? <laughs> I know, right? Can't get enough. The distributor was the American Broadcasting Company, otherwise known as ABC here in the United States. It was released on November 20th. That's the second part, 1990. The tagline I have for this one is, Your Every Fear, All in One Deadly Enemy. All right. Not too bad. <clears throat> All right, so we can move on with our cast and I'm going to lead off with our baddie and that is Tim Curry. He of course he reprises his role as Pennywise and if you don't know who Tim Curry is, what are you doing listening to us? Yeah, first off, he's probably the reason why you watched this in the first place. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a big bad reason. No no puns, but he's he's pretty much the standout in both halves. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, God, let's just a couple things would be like Doctor Frankenfurter, Rocky Horror, fucking Legend. Le- yeah, I was about to say Legend. Uh, <laughs> he's my uh, one of my favorites. Actually, scary movie too. He's I the bad guy in Brutal Legend. Oh damn. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's in a lot of shit. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, Congo, Charlie's Angels. The list goes on and on and on and on. All right, so moving along, I'm going to get into The Losers Club, The Lucky Seven, our main cast. And I'm going to start off with Richard Thomas. He plays the adult Bill Denbro. We've talked about him before because he was, uh, what was it, John Boy on the Waltons television series way back in 71 through 78. You might have also seen him in the film Wonder Boys, and he was more recently a part of the Americans television series from 2013 through 16. All right, John Ritter plays the adult Ben Hanscom. Now, I thought this was kind of interesting. I didn't know that uh, John Ritter was in the Waltons way back in 72, all the way through 76. Then he went on to do Three's Company. He was known for the films Problem Child 1 and 2. He was in Sling Blade, Bride of Chucky. Uh, Eight Simple Rules, and the movie Bad Santa. And, of course, unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago. All right, Annette O'Toole, she plays the adult Beverly Marsh. Some people might know her for her roles in the films 48 Hours. She was also in Superman Part 3. She was in Smallville, the television series from 2001. Martha! Yeah, through 2011. And more recently, she was actually in the Punisher television series. That's right. All right. Uh, Moving along, we have Harry Anderson. He plays the adult Richie Tozier. He started off because he was in SNL, Saturday Night Live, back in 81 through 84. He did, like, various sketches. He was also in Night Court, more famously, I would think, as the judge. Uh, that was all the way back in 84 through 92. He was also part of Cheers from 82 through 93. Some fucking Dave's World. Yeah, Dave's World from 93 through 97. The next actor I have is Dennis Christopher. He plays the adult Eddie Kasprick. Uh Really cool film, I think... It'd be kind oh. of interesting to cover at some point down the road. somebody just showed up. I'll just keep plugging along. So Dennis Christopher is known for his films Fate of Black. He was in Chariots of Fire. He was also in the Necronomicon Book of Dead. The television series Freaky Links. That was back in 2000 and, uh, 2001. And he's also in Django Unchained. All right, moving along. We have actor Tim Reed. He plays the character of Mike Hanlon. Now, Tim goes back a bit because he was in WKRP in Cincinnati. That was all the way back in 1978 through 82. You might have seen him in the television series Simon and Simon. That was actually when I grew up watching a little bit back in the 80s. He was also in Sister, Sister. That's right. That's what I knew him most from. Yeah, dude. He was also in that 70s show. We talked about that. He was Hyde's dad in that show. He was in the television series Treme which is a really dope show from HBO that premiered back in 2010. And more recently, he was in the television series Greenleaf. All right, so moving along, we have Richard Mazur. He plays the role of adult Stanley Uris. He goes back because he was in the television series For three Rhoda. minutes. Yeah, all of and three minutes. we're going to watch. <laughs> he was also in John Carpenter's The Thing. You might have seen him in Risky Business. He was in the Feldman and Corey Haim film License to Drive. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> No, no, no license to drive for me. Dude, he was also in My Girl 1 and 2. He was an Encino Man, Man Without a Face, Multiplicity, and more recently, Orange is New Black. Olivia Hussey, 
is she plays the role of Audra Denbro, which is Bill Denbro's wife. We've actually talked about her on two episodes. We talked about her on our more recent Christmas episode of Black Christmas. And she was also in a film we covered more recently, and that was Ice Cream Man. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving along, we have Michael Cole. He plays the adult Henry Bowers in this film. Now, he's known for being a part of the Mod Squad television series from 1968 through 1973. Then he went on to do Police Story television series from 74 and 75. And more recently, he was in the film Mr. Brooks. You know who else was in Mod Squad? I didn't think about it till the other day. Like when I looked up the fact that he was in Mod Squad. Fucking, I gotta talk to Samson. Oh, damn. Samson is Link Potter. What's his name? Clarence Thomas? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. That's or funny. Link Potter. I don't think his last name is Potter, but Link. Fucking Link on. <laughs> the black guy in Mod Squad. Yeah. I don't know Mod Squad. Do you, you don't even remember the shitty reboot? No. I don't know anything, anything about they, Mod Squad. They tried a reboot in like the early 2000s, late 90s. It was a really terrible action movie. Sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> All right, I've got two more actors, and that rounds out our cast. I have Tom Heaton, who plays the role of Mr. Keen. Now, he's got some really interesting film credits because some of them include the film April Fool's Day. He was also in the film The Boy Who Could Fly. Any of you guys see that? No. Boy Who Could Fly. No. Damn, that's a good one. He was also in The Fly Part 2. He was in Omen Part 4, The Awakening. He was in Reindeer Games. Sometimes you got to do Reindeer Games. <laughs> <laughs> he was also in Shanghai Noon. He was in the film Duets, 3,000 Miles to Graceland, and the film Slither. Right, and the last actress I have is Florence Patterson. She plays the role of Mrs. Kirsch. I've got three films that she was in. She was in the film Defcon 4. She was on Bird on a Wire, which actually one I grew up watching a couple times, Kurt Russell. And she was also in Little Women. So I remember Little Women. I always remember Little Women. <laughs> but that pretty much rounds out our cast, our crew. Tyler, you gave us a brief synopsis. We do have to fill you in on some warnings. And I'll lead off by saying that clown based horror I was going to say some of the adult acting is a little cringy so <laughs> if you don't like cringe you're going to have a hard time with this a little bit um it's not that bad though I don't know it, it feels like a it feels like a live action play it feels it sort of feels like a local theater production I feel like some of their their cadence and their acting yeah it's it, it gets a little weird at times I suppose you all can hear it. P Patrick's just joining in Hey, He's here how's now. it going? Hi, nice to be here. Glad this I'm is here. only like your fourth or fifth time, but yeah, welcome back. We were trying to count the last time, and I think I forgot a couple appearances because <laughs> of Tyler's Indicas, so... Hey, it happens. I know. Don't well, worry about it. Don't, don't feed me miscellaneous <laughs> things this time, and I'll be uh, present. Nice. Uh, let's see, warnings we talked about, if you have a fear of clowns. It's clown-based horror yeah. for the most part. There's some... It's not... I don't want to give away what it is because we're still in the spoiler-free section, but there's something I would count as some pretty disturbing gore. Yeah, I know you're saying. During the dinner scene. During the dinner scene? I yeah. feel like the dinner scene is tame. There's one thing in... Uh, okay, well, I guess we'll get there. But yeah, we'll I, get there. I feel like if we have to just give you disclaimers, why are you even listening to this show? I mean, come on. This is a whole, well, this, everybody this is a, has a different fear. 
Everybody has a different fear, and so everybody like, oh, has. I gotta turn this off. <laughs> I was like, I don't like clowns. I'm out. I'll watch this or that, but if clowns, maybe I'm out. they're listening to this section while they're deciding on whether they're gonna actually watch the movie or not. Okay. You know, we did find out that some people like to hear just descriptions of films and not necessarily watch them. That way, they feel like they're in the know. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So they're like, yeah, you know, I didn't see it, but I do know what it's about, so I'm gonna join this. I did this listen conference. to these fucking stoners talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Well, maybe some people have a background in the novel, too, so... Yeah. You know, maybe they're on the fence about watching Not me. the miniseries. I know. I'm, I'm in the same boat. That's, like, one that I've held off on, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I, there is a little bit of violence, of course, in this, this second half. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Not much, though. Like, PG-13. Well, I mean, it's made for TV, too, so yeah. it's going to be relatively tame. There is a hard R bomb in this film. Did I miss that? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, I'm trying to think of when that happens. Is that is that the Henry Bowers? It is. Oh, yeah, okay. He tells okay. him to be, be oh, quiet. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, there is a hard... Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1990. Yeah, okay. It wasn't... Uh, ABC? Know. I mean, if you... Yeah, Disney. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the, the whole nature of it is about abuse. So it fits. Yeah. Everybody's abusing. It fits. Every, everybody's abusing everyone. So it wouldn't. Well, I'm not saying know, it doesn't fit. He's a jerk. You know, right. he's not doing a good job. It wasn't used like a prop. You know, I know what you're he saying. He was using it as a as an offense. Well, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't used appropriately. Pro- well, you know what I'm saying. They weren't trying to make it right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a term of endearment. Right. Exactly. Well, you go back in the day and you're like, okay, they're just casually referring to their patients as. Hard arms. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, is that it? I mean, it's weird, but I. You know what? We're we're itching at the bit to just start fucking talking about this. So let's. If if you saw the first half of this, you can handle the second half. Fuck you guys. I mean, if you're scared of spiders, it's still. <laughs> or is that a spoiler? I don't. I, I don't. You know, after deep study, I don't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's a spider. If you're scared of if you're scared of if you're scared of yeah, crustaceans are dumb looking spiders, man. <laughs> yeah, what abs? Like, ripped spider, abs. Well, okay, it, there if was, you're looking, if you're scared of spiders that look like they were made by like Heishi era Godzilla. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you're funny. scared of four one-liners, then probably time to step away. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Let's let's just start in yeah. on this fucking movie. Okay. How does that make you squeal? All right, we're back. Welcome back. That must have been forever for you guys. All of that intercut. Seventy-five songs. <laughs> we're the only ones fucking taking playlists. Anyway, yeah. uh, God. Okay, so it the second half. Before we start in on that, since we have Patrick back in the studio and it's been a little bit, you just made a, a horror short. Talk Top. about it just for like three minutes. And... I'm a, I won't do three minutes. Let's see. Uh, the name of the film is Tots. It stands for Tyrannical Order of the Spud. Um, it was done in conjunction with Bloodbath Studios. My friend Eddie Johnson of Blessed Doom came to me with the idea to do a multi-series promo um, for his Tot Fest, which is like this metal tater tot celebration that was had at the local metal bar. So, uh, yeah, I took it and I basically just wrote three intertwining scenes and I'm like, well, you know, this is just a short film. So 
turned out to be this pretty weird uh, blend of cult horror and tater tots. Um, yeah, on the YouTubes. Check it out. So Tyler and I got to be a part of that as well behind the scenes because we helped with uh, setting up for the premiere. That you did. That you did. You were by Scream Boys. Yeah. We were your best Scream Boys. Uh, we were, yeah, I we, think you also told me I was your best grip. <laughs> <laughs> you, Tyler has a very firm grip. Uh, yeah, he does. He just, you know, is steadfast in the wind, the mighty wind that night. <laughs> <laughs> was he the wind beneath your wings? Uh no, he wasn't. Oh, no, of right. course he was. You guys are both the. You guys are both <laughs> my loves. Wing, right yeah, wing. helping me out. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we probably should have had that inside. Yeah, you know, but it was still fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah, screen blew over like midway through the <laughs> movie. <laughs> had to hold it up, but I, you know, it added to the drama. That's so a- you know, and you know, we 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 pack a lot into six minutes, and the fact that I got the approval of the uh, squirms here was a uh, was mighty fine. So. You guys should check it out. It was a mighty fine choice, Pat. Mighty it's fine choice. Tots. Find it on YouTube. Tots. Tots by Patrick Kirkley. <laughs> check out all of Patrick's stuff on YouTube. Didn't you just throw shit up on YouTube? I threw a bunch of stuff up on YouTube. It's, you know, just a little cross-section. and just I had everything kind of spread out. I just aggregated. Conglomerated. Conglomerated. Glommed. I just scabbed it together. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and as always, go watch Jafar. Yes, please. So it's Patrick Jafar. making us do What's shit. What's that? Uh, Jafar, it, what, I was thinking about this earlier. Is it more absurdist or surrealist? <laughs> <laughs> it's an absurdist dark, com- dark workplace comedy. Yeah. Training video, too. Training video. <laughs> slash training video. <laughs> I mean, it still follows the format, you know, really of does. the training video because we, you know exemplify the right and the wrong way and give the follow-up danny d there follow up that's right it involves uh, cults and human sacrifice and secrets and dark rooms i mean and there is a there is planning and uh you know things in the works for a short film there as well just only a little practical filming done not uh we haven't jumped into the thick of it yet and these guys are everybody's chomping at the bit but uh <laughs> We'll like have it. We'll, uh, you know, the summer's been keeping me uh, You've been a busy. busy boy. Yeah, been keeping me busy. So right when we get there, when it's time, it'll be time. So, yeah, go check out Tots, all the Jafars, keep up to date. Let's talk about it. It. Go. Well, uh, so you weren't here for chapter one that we did way back in 2017. No. So well, maybe... chapter one, the first half yeah. of the miniseries. Right. Precisely. So maybe... We should ask, what is your history with Stephen King's it, whether it's in the novel form or in the miniseries? So, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the novel. I never read the novel. Um, but when I was, I would, let's see, it premiered in 1990, 90, correct? Right. So that make me four years old. I was in Columbus, Ohio. It was bedtime. My whole family was gathered around the TV and... Uh, all of a sudden, they recognize, they realized that I was still in the room, and they they were trying to usher me out. Get Patrick out of the room. Get Patrick out of the room. And then just that daunting, you know, Pennywise theme came <laughs> onto the screen, and it was paired with just you know, it was like just a preview for what was coming up on TV, and it was just Pennywise waving, and I immediately just like you know lost color and started crying, 
And they ran me up to my, you know, my dad, who like soothed me and he was like, you know, just forget what you saw there. Look at these elephants in this book. But it kind of, it stuck with me, like, you know, cult fascination until I was able to actually see the whole film probably about a year later at my brother's birthday party. Um, he was four years older, so allowed to rent horror films, rented it. And, you know, I snuck down uh, amidst, <laughs> snuck around the parental gates and, uh, yeah, I watched it in its entirety, and it gave me, you know, like, indefinite nightmares for, like, it definitely defined what I saw as horror, you know. But it was also fascinating. Like, I loved it. I loved how much that just, like, scared my entire life. <laughs> like, Pennywise, those, those images uh, and the sound, I think it's, although, you know, you can go back and see how dated it is, um, and some of the acting is just, you know... As we're the best. Gonna, yeah, as we're going to say, <laughs> just the so best. hokey, so cornball. But there is just this utter creepiness. Um, they did a really, you know, fantastic job that I think sticks around, you know. I know. So, yeah, that was that's the whole history behind mine. Oh, yeah. Well, shit, as we get into talking about it, this isn't intended necessarily to be a commentary, but we are going to be playing the movie behind while we talk so if you want to try to sync up with us <laughs> uh which might not be the easiest to do because it's not like streaming on anything right now and none of that good shit but uh like i have i have a file here that's the entire thing nice. so of my two hour 59 minute and 42 second file <laughs> uh we're starting at the one hour 30 minutes six second mark which is the fade to black right after we find out that Stanley has killed himself. Right. So, leading off, one of my first thoughts, one of my first notes on this oh, film... Three, two, one, play. Right. So, going into this second Place half, time. because the way it opens up is you, you actually get Bill visiting Georgie's grave. And, I, you know, not remembering how the first half ends exactly, I was trying to think, all right, when are they going to start talking about Stan and what happened to him? And so I went back and just watched that last little five minutes of the first half. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how they ended it. When Stanley commits suicide and scribbles it on the shower walls. See, I was always confused as a kid, too, because I thought I was like, oh, it came up from the drain. Because we saw earlier with, like, Eddie, that he oh, came up from not the drain. That he committed suicide. Yeah, and so that he came in and just murdered him when he was in the bath. Which gave me also a complex about being in the bath. And with the fear of a clown coming out of the drain, man. I'm not going to... That almost makes more sense considering the last thing you saw of it right before that happened is him sucking down into the yeah. drain. Yeah, yeah he's traveling He's traveling through the drains and, and then he's like, I'm going to go take a bath. And he's like, yeah, that's where your compromise is in the bath. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think that lends its hand to that as well is that he received the phone call from Mike right prior to going upstairs and running the bath water. So he was already stricken with fear. So that oh, yeah. he gave into the fear. Yeah, exactly. So if even, yeah, who could say, like, suicide is definitely just a form of it, too, as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, succumbing to that, to the fear, right. if so, you will. Yeah, so that kind of, you know, lets you know what happened with Stan. Hence the reason, too, why Pennywise is taunting bill the adult bill in the cemetery he's like you know here's the plot you can pick out one but not the last one because that's already t you know spoken for yeah it's like oh okay so that accounts for stanley right there man 
Pennywise's costume. Okay, so I'm sure there'll be a, like a generational gap here because everybody will be affiliated with the new, you right. know, the the Scars Guard. The Scars Guard, you know, the in, like indefinitely creepy, dark, you know, like decrepit sort of look versus this old Pennywise is just high contrast, bright colored. Super fluffy hair. I think that's terrifying, though. I think that contrast is so terrifying. So close to being Bozo. Yeah, because, well, it's just, like, absurd, too, because you see that he's always out of place. You know, he right, never right. fits it, like, the creepy, the dark scenarios they put him in. Yeah, I think that is a really good way of looking at that. Something that's very sinister, but it's contrasted against something bright and lively. Yeah, exactly. But, but the colors, yeah, yeah, it's... that. I think that is a little bit more terrifying, especially as a child, because you associate... Certain things visually, yeah. you know, tonally. And then you have something like a Pennywise who's the complete opposite of what you expect from that costume. Yeah, you have an expectation of right. uh, bright colors and those sort of things being welcoming and safe. But then you put that scenario, you put that same guy into the sewer drain, <laughs> you know, and then all of a yeah. sudden you're just like, ah. Oh. Whereas, like, I feel like the new, like, the Skarsgård version... He kind of belongs in the drain, you know. He sort of just fits there with the with the aesthetic they went for, and but uh, I mean, it has its own it has its own merit. But I just thought that was I thought that's a good I thought that was a good choice of the the '90s film. It's like yeah, it's hokey, but it oh, it's creepy. It's all f. Bill is way too happy to remember Poor Town right there. <laughs> he is. I just want to point that. All out. right, so there. <laughs> so was was Ray in Poor Town because he was raising sister sister. <laughs> or oh, shit. two uh, twins maybe it's from K W K R P in Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. it's because I think he might be the only black guy in Derry he's yeah, pretty probably. much yeah maybe he's, is that that's kind of like a derogatory thing even though he might not be aware of it in that sense like it's automatically no the matter poor where he moves he's black. it's gonna be poor town yeah that's that's fucked up <laughs> All right, so we're not saying that the town of Derry is saying that because they're terrible. Right? No, no, people. it's just in the context of the film. They're terrible people. Well, yeah, you know that they're yeah. terrible people because they're a town that exists in the Stephen King universe. Yeah, and I mean, and they <laughs> and we come to this later. I mean, this might be a little bit of spoiler alert, though. They're like, hey, let's not call the cops because this town sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? Someone's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> They they just recognize this is a, a shitty place and like nothing good's gonna come out of it. But right. you know, Mike still wants to live there. So as I went back and listened to Tyler and I reviewing Chapter One from the miniseries, there was a burning question I heard myself asking throughout: was how come these adults don't remember their past? You know, it slowly starts to come to them the more and more they come towards Dairy. But outside of Dairy, it's like they completely forgot the events from their childhood. Yeah. Right? And so, like, for instance, right now, we're seeing the scene where Mike is showing Bill that he recovered Silver, his bicycle, from way back when they were kids. And as soon as he touches it, he recalls, Bill, that is, recalls a memory he had with Stanley, which will be brought up later on in the film. So it's like, he's like, oh, I you know, forgot that this happened. Yeah. How can I forget my brother's death? Georgie, I hadn't thought about that since I was a kid. Repressing memories. Right, but there is a line, or at least a refrain they have later on in the film where, I can't remember if it's Eddie or maybe it's Richie. I almost want to say it's Eddie. He's like, they say there's a cloud that they felt like was hanging over them. Yeah. And when the once they're in town, it's like it's starting to peel back and all those memories are flooding. So it makes me wonder, because knowing Stephen King, how 
he likes to play with, uh, especially Deary, like this very dark, sinister force yeah. that's kind of looming. And then once you're out of its tentacles or reach, you know, you're kind of free from it. So maybe that's why they're forgetting. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're talking like literally and physically, yeah, I could I could see that being a, sort of a, you know, it's a cloud of, an ominous cloud of darkness. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could say it's also directly associated with like abuse and, you know, putting away things that, you know, hurt you and stuff. Oh, no, As a child that repressing your memories and, you know, something that was like awful. <laughs> yeah. So they just, you know, repressed it. That's what you do. Well, uh, and with all that, especially when they actually sort of discuss it later and, and they, they bring it up a little bit more to the forefront, it kind of just made me uh, appreciate Castle Rock even more. Absolutely. With how they sort of play yeah. with just the sort of cursed town that comes up in Stephen King shit. And... Yeah, the dark spiral. So I would say, so we just hit the... Uh, the balloons. The balloon scene. This is one of the best scenes that you're going to see in the... This is such a good film. idea, but I feel like the execution is kind of goofy. It's super... It's played up a little bit. It's super hokey, but um, I was talking with Danny about this. It's, it's like, it's very dark comedy. Oh, uh, no doubt. Um, just with how with how it's playing. It's not meant to be overwhelmingly scary and terrifying. It's just disturbing. You know, he's just trying to disturb him. Well, I think, too... I don't know how much you want to read into this particular scene is you can also look at it as just a guy having like a mental breakdown too yeah. with the anxiety that he's putting on himself because he's back. And, you know, of course that's not necessarily what's happening, but yeah, I think it's just so you could categorize it or categorize it as an allegory for that too. Cause the way he's, he's acting, everybody yeah, he, else is like, he's just having a mental breakdown. He's got blood. He's got a completely red face, you know, because yeah. he's covered, literally covered in blood. Yeah, You got red on you. <laughs> how they do that practical effect i would say there's here's a plus one for the effects team we're gonna give pluses and minus for the effects team in this film i was a plus one for the explosion exploding balloons in the face what do you how do you how do I, they do that i thought the exploding balloons were a little weird looking because you could see it really quick right the cuts to cut yeah 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 but I think practically i think it's, it's it's done well i even think like the blood they use in the um Scene with Beverly a little bit later on is actually really good too, uh, where she's having the tea. Oh no, I'd say that would be the best. That'd be the best scene from this. Yeah, so I mean, some of the things practically part. they do, I think it, they do it well. Now here's one scene uh, I have a little issue with <laughs> <laughs> the, I, uh, the cutting I, between kids and. I just, I didn't even, like, as a kid, I even felt this scene to be so lame. I was just like, oh, right man. Ooh. Mm. Wait, yeah. Wait, this is pretty good. But, Tim Reed yeah. has something coming up right here. And if you Slaps take himself. that two seconds, you can use it as the intro for his character on a 90s sitcom. <laughs> you could. <laughs> That's great. Bam. I like that. But the, the scene we're specifically talking about is Bill and Mike having a nostalgic moment with Silver. Right, on, on a playground. This scene only highlights in this movie how bad the adults are compared oh to the kids. Yeah. I just feel like all the montages in this second half are unsuccessful because they just don't have a good payoff. Like, Wait, yeah, they don't that, really, the, the, Is that it calling Tim Reed a spade? <laughs> I, <laughs> I never, never thought about it. Yeah. But they're just like the Pennywise Racist. cards. It's so, it's so hokey. It is hokey. I mean, it's like... 
could there have been something better that had happened, you know? Like, yeah. what if they, like, crashed on the bike, like, oh. hard, <laughs> and then, like, looked up, and, and Pennywise is there? I don't know. I think that would have been... There's a very old relic that uh, John Ritter was just using. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was one of the first cell phones. It was, like, a... It looked like a, a walkie... Morris. Yeah, it looked like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> and he, you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's, the thing I, I understand what they were trying to do is in terms of bringing back the adult uh, characters, right? Uh, back to Deary was each one of like their segments is touching on something that was um, significant to them. Like with John Ritter playing Ben, he's down at the creek. That's where he pretty much met Stanley and Bill, and then later on Mike and the rest of the gang. Yeah, I would say by the way that. The location is so prime. Yeah, there. Like, this, oh, really, this really, this really stuck with me as far as the Barrens goes. Like they really built a good environment out so of those well. locations that they shot. Versus, again, I'm in contrast with what we've seen from the new rendition of it, where that the Barrens is just kind of this the water house or whatever mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. It looks like a very shanty you know, town. Yeah, it looks like a very like just ha- Halloween haunted house. And this is just kind of a. A place buried in the deep in the forest. I really like that. Stuck with me. I just, I wish I had this forest right here. This is a pretty cool. Dude, place. it's terrifying. I, I was always thinking, I would know. I would not want to play down there. It's too, too dark, too dense. Is that a euphemism? It's no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm. I. I would be. It, it, that just, no, it is. It that place is like just are that gets me. Like it, just the environment yeah. that they set up because like, it already looks very ominous and foreboding. You know, I was about to say the same thing. It's like you know what leads to something a lot far sinister than where they're at currently. Yeah, but all that it all it takes is a little stroll further down. The right. Creek. Yeah. Like look at that. Like the yeah, the no. sewer is like buried in the forest and like everything. The forest creates this big giant wall and it just it's it really sticks out. Like uh, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good place they found <laughs> in Maine. Good work. Did they film all this in no, Maine? No, this was actually filmed, filmed in Vancouver. Oh, so up in Canada. Up in Canada. Canada. Yeah. Hence, we talked about this on the the first part of the miniseries. Is that there are a lot of Canadian actors and actresses. Yeah. And specifically because of tax purposes, we brought this up before on a couple different films we've done. Um, so it only makes sense that they would film it also in Canada. Canadian production. And I mean, gosh, uh, you know, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Canadian production. Like a lot of, most of the Nickelodeon. Yeah, so I, period. you know, Canada know. is really responsible for my childhood All the programming. Stuff. Yeah. So it shaped a lot of our childhoods and um, just the way that we, we were brought up on cinema, whether it was mostly television form. And they're just so wholesomely corny, you know? Wow, uh, maybe that hints the hokiness a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh, gosh. See, that... There that... is a lot of Pennywise in, like, the first 30 minutes there of really the second is. half. Yeah, that's, that scene, I feel like, right there is successful. That's a good scene. I and that's, that's, all you, that's all you need, you know? You just need right. someone... Pennywise. Yeah, you just need a clown standing on the middle of a highway... You know, that's that you can you can do all the special effects and you don't get that. I do think they did a good job of casting Dennis Christopher as Eddie <laughs> Kasprick in this film. I think he plays a pretty good part. Like it just his portrayal of the character. Yeah. It blows my mind that he went on to be in one of my favorite movies of all time. Which and is I didn't. Django. He's in Django Unchained. Oh yeah, he is in Django. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I was Mowgli. thinking in this scene if they were going to redo it 
which they have probably, but on this, this scene specifically, yeah. is that you could have cast um, uh, Brian Cranston. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Young Mr. Keene would be, Brian Cranston would be amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> I was thinking that earlier. I was like, that kind of looks like it's like <laughs> doppelganger. It's a placebo. <laughs> so old Mr. Keene scene. I think might be my favorite part of this. Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought that was so funny. Like, it just him. Cigar. Yeah, well, just the uh, the Tim Curry voice. Yeah. Get out of dairy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though. He gives him the strong old man grip. Yeah. Old he? man still got it. I don't know. So, you you like Eddie, huh? Because Eddie's like my well, least. I feel like no. he's my least favorite. I mean, so, as okay. far as casting, his portrayal of the character <laughs> itself. I don't uh, like the character. I just think they cast the so right person. You think for he it. does a good job doing it? No, yeah. See, I just, I that's what I, I disagree. I just, I feel like he has almost the most for. I don't know. He feels very forced. I think I, him I in like the Wal- him and is. him in the Mister Walton. I think it's it's an overall feeling that the adults are the worst part of this. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so let's let's just go ahead. Let's we're going to be talking about it the entire time. Let's right. rank the adults. Who okay. do you think's doing the best? Who gotcha. do you think's doing the worst? All right. Uh, Mike. I Tim think Reed, Mike is doing the best. Absolute best, I think. Mike Hamlin. You could argue that he, um, I, th- I think when she's not being uh, overtly dramatic, I feel like Annette O'Toole does a pretty good job as Beverly. Yeah. I think she's a pretty decent Beverly in this film. And I like John Ritter. Oh uh, uh, yeah, John Ritter's. Yeah, I love John Ritter. I like, miss, I like I, Harry Anderson as Richie, but I feel like he's being a little too hokey. Well, and he's not. He none of nothing. Nothing sticks. Flat. Yeah, and he doesn't have anything that's funny. Which is kind of funny, yeah, ironic, because that's what he's supposed to be. And he's a comedian. <laughs> yeah. Right. But and a lot of his lines are kind of falling flat. So I think for me, uh, I have a hard time. Uh, number the top one would be a tie between Ritter and Annette O'Toole. Nice. Okay. Partially because I feel like they're both in the same movie. Yeah. I feel like the problem with the adults is they don't all feel like they're in the same movie. Yeah. There it is a little disjointed between all. Of Whereas them. all the kids at least felt like they were all like on the same page. With yeah, they, they were, were all. Doing. Yeah. Um, then I'd say. Then I'd say Stanley. Stan Mazur. We out. <laughs> we I mean, it's, it's almost the, it's for almost the second unfair. film. You're gonna give him a one. You're gonna give him the one line. He he takes the your second place with one line in the second film <laughs> with thirty seconds in the okay with the head yeah oh man this so we just got to the the best scene I feel like but then I would actually yeah. say Tim Reed okay Tim Reed and then I it would be a tie again afterward for fourth and fifth place yeah. between Harry Anderson I and I would Parker. say Richard Thomas to me might have been the, the not that he's a bad actor because he's not. It's just I, I didn't Is that really Bill? Is Bill? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he just his. Uh, oh, his, I think he's the worst. Yeah. yeah. His well, his 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 cadence. It's just, he's just so flat, and everything just feels so. Yeah, yeah I wasn't really so over over the top. Like yeah, play play scripted. I don't know. It was just it was it was weird. Yeah. So uh, the scene that we're at is also. I think the first trailer they drop for Chapter Two yeah. is the scene with the adult Beverly visiting her childhood home. It's a hard scene to top, you know. Yeah, so I was like, wow, that, that's going to be interesting, you know, seeing this half in contrast to what Absolutely. the trailer showed us. And 
Uh, I feel like this this is actually a pretty damn good scene. It's successful. Overall. It's I, spooky as fuck. It's creepy. I forgot. I about, like this, but I still like that new trailer. I, that like, trailer is hot. Yeah, yeah no, it, it looks fucking great. Coming but in hot. <laughs> this this scene right here, I forgot that she goes into a daze for it looks like I don't know a half an hour or something. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the sink fills up. You know, she's sitting there and she just oh, yeah. filled up the sink a little bit. And then, and then she, yeah, she shakes her head and she's... The presence is there yeah. of, of Pennywise coming through the sewers once again. Yeah. Or the drains, etc. Yeah. Um, but the thing I was going to say, too, with this is that a, just a little bit later on in this sequence, the scene itself, I feel a little bit of the Pet cemetery thing, too, happen with... Uh, was it Kirsch? Yeah. Is where you see her now as the old lady. And then it almost looks like a guy is in her costume oh no it's definitely the dad you yeah know? that's what was, and that's that that's a shift like the zeldas you know yeah it, it it's it makes it becomes really, very well yeah creepy. because yeah super creepy disorienting i'm worried I, about you bevy I, I get, <laughs> yeah and then the rotten the, a lot the, yeah <laughs> the rotten teeth man yeah that's, that's good this that, is what i like the blood looks pretty damn solid yeah everything here you know just yeah. on set practical effects again i'd say they get another Very effective they get another i'll give them plus two for the scene so they're up three we haven't seen we haven't, oh we're still early in. <laughs> we're, we're early in and yeah this is where they changed characters and you know it's just like again i'd say the high contrast just really pays off just because we yeah have this i bright, love that Man, this brightly so lit scene you can see all the details of this all the of the makeup and his uh gouged out eyes yeah <laughs> i just feel like if that actually happened i mean not that it would or could but if if you were in that scene, if things yeah. played out that it would be fucking horrifying. Well, it, it's the the whole thing about having that 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 bright light, um, you know, the brightly lit room and everything like that is it catches you off guard, right? Because exactly. you feel like you know like you're you said, in, you're safe. Yeah, you're safe in the old lady house, you know, having tea. And so when we build stuff up, you know, to have like that, you know, the the vignette and yeah, the desaturate and dark, you're anticipating something bad to happen. And, and um, a lot of this horror takes place during the day. Yeah. Which, Which is, is very like, effective once again, I think. Yeah, well, in contrast. I think one of the cool things, though, is the Pennywise follow-up. And all of his oh, really man. sharp, almost I jerky like emotions. And uh-huh, then backing uh-huh. off. I oh, I just love how it's like, I don't even have to keep on you because I can back off because now you're in real danger. Oh, even, yeah. even if I'm not real, you're now out in the middle of the road and almost got hit. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I just put you there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I can't I can't uh, say enough about the sound design with that too. Like he has a theme and he also has like a punch, like a a zinger or whatever that it's like a you know what I'm talking about? It's like a slicing sound every time oh, yeah. he comes on. Uh that that also just immediately taps into your psyche, you know? The this the sound design is so important to making this film like the iota of creepy that it is, you know? So here is um, the scene with... An unnecessary scene for the It's completely unnecessary scene. All right, but this is Olivia (laughs) Hussey with, like, what, a production guy or something like that, or agent or somebody. But I was thinking this earlier today. I was like, what were the odds that Tyler and I would talk about Olivia Hussey three times in less than a year because of the films that we're covering? Oh, my God. I know. When I realized it was her, I was like, what the fuck? Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and then Ice Cream Man. She plays, know, like, one of the cream. hokiest characters in Ice Cream Man. Oh, but man. But she does a good job. Yeah, Olivia Hussey two weeks in a row. Yeah. What's up with that? Right on. Or, no, not in like, a row. Well, I guess, well in the last in three between. weeks. Yeah. But still. 
Is she is she actually foreign? Um, yeah, actually, I believe she is. Um, where is she? Someplace? She's European, but I, I can't remember exactly okay. where. But uh, long story short, uh, with her character too, uh, it's like, was it necessary really because of the way that this ends later on in the film too? It's like, I understand he's trying to wrap it up with like a happy ending. Yeah. But was it necessary? Was it necessary? Uh I, it it feels it feels very Stephen King. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll give you that for sure. Uh, he does he does like um, to go to a wholesome ending generally. Uh, not talking about his earlier darker days, but yeah, generally likes to kind of wrap it up in a. But that is yeah, an extremely corny scene. All right, here's. Oh yeah, she's English. Arguably, yeah. arguably the most. Oh, the actually, most, she but... was born in Buenos Aires though. Argentina, but this is arguably one of the scenes that I Mike, think is sticks. that you? No, it's the other black guy in Derry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other Mike, Michael Jordan. <laughs> but uh, growing up, this is one of the scenes I did remember. You know, prior to even rewatching it years later. Really? Yeah. See, I always, you know, and it's I don't mainly know. because of that fortune cookie stuff. Yeah, the the, the fortune cookie stuff coming up. Not necessarily like all this hokiness that's about to happen. So yeah, the, mo- the again we get a we get another montage um, that I feel like it's very not effective. It's super boring. Uh, they do a lot of the uh, like the che- like the the, ca- the camera moves just turn me off hard. You know, like the the pans and zooms on people as they're eating food. It's, they eat like seven hundred dollars worth of food too. All right, no, Harry Anderson actually had one of my favorite lines in the film. Just in that bathroom scene where he's trying to keep himself together. He's like, it's just, you know, it's just in your mind. You're just, you're having flashbacks. You had a little too much fun in 67. <laughs> that's, just, that's the line I like. See, I <laughs> I kind of wish, though, that he, he would have sold me more on his character if the times, the few times they showed him alone, yeah. he was a lot more broken and actually scared oh, absolutely and using the fear his jokes as a front yeah i mean defense me- yeah mechanism mm-hmm. all right so um a few notes that i did take during this particular sequence is all right you get the introduction of beverly to the group she you know she's like oh you handsome guys blah 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 um which also if nobody's familiar with the novel there's a big old scene that i, I don't think either version is going to tackle because of the content of it is her her relationship with these, she's these gentlemen. Knowing the orgy happens made, made her coming in and calling them all Thank handsome you. very awkward. That's kind of what I'm yeah. getting at with that, and that's why I brought it up. It's like, wow, that's that has a whole different connotation. It's, yeah, it's loaded. <laughs> yeah, then, and then she passes out. And, well, then she, and, she, and goes, then she passes out. Well, then she goes through and exchanges kisses with everybody. Yeah. And kind of like, you know. That's what I put. Bill, I mean, come on. Bill is with someone right now yeah <laughs> um, but he he's kind of he holding does, her like he, he does not uh, refrain from a passionate kiss no well, i mean you know we all know what happened in the novel <laughs> I mean, yeah but you know you, but time, yeah yeah i but mean times change we know that never happened in this right, right. because i mean we're gonna oh, skip don't away they like no but we can skip away ahead for a second though and talk about it even though it's not on screen but uh fucking Eddie Spaghetti's a virgin. Yeah, right, right. 
Eddie and, Spag- yeah, Eddie and they Spag- bring it up very pointedly. Oh yeah, we, and we get right. we yeah, because yeah, we we fulfill a horror trope in this film with the the virgin. <laughs> this is one hokey scene, right? there. <laughs> this is how he remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes through his uh, oh, PTSD. Gives himself a heart yeah. attack. <laughs> yeah, he goes through some. He has a PTSD sort of moment right there about spraying. Uh, Spraying his, yeah, spraying his inhaler in Pennywise's face, which what I would say would be a plus one if we were going... Right. And if we're still scoring this. If we're, if we're scoring the uh, special effects for the first film. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but... See, I feel... Okay. Eddie and Richie feel like they're in the same movie. Yeah, because... If everyone else was on board... I, you know, this that's a would good be point. It does feel like each Annette one of those characters... And fucking yeah, John they, Ritter feel like they're in the same movie, right. but the rest don't feel like it. That's a good point. That's Tim good Reed point. feels like he's in a made-for-TV movie, and he's <laughs> killing it as being in a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> they, well, the one thing I can say that probably helps yes, them with yes. their dynamics between those... Like, if you look, they're all paired together, right? There's pairs of twos yeah so it makes sense that they would have more chemistry or more you know, like the dynamic would be more focused around just their partnership and bill is doing something and the fact that they had to get them all they had the fact that they they just have too many actors in the same shot is what's happening they just they're trying too to lump cooks yeah they're trying to lump them all in and they don't know how yeah. to to cooperate yeah no the thing i see like you're right like uh ritter's character and an eno tool are in the same film uh, Harry Anderson and Dennis Christopher are in the same film, and then, yeah, Tim Reed and He's doing his and thing. Richard Thomas are supposed to have this dynamic between the two, but they they're not uh, doing yeah, the same. Richard's thing. just kind of like I'm just so that's really going to be. What, I think that's what's, what they're what's, trying what's gonna, to build. Those, I feel like what's going to determine the 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 new it chapter two is definitely going to be if those the, how the actors pull it off. You know, if yeah, they're, they're gonna all going to yeah, I, I and I think they will. Uh, oh yeah, in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> the part where Richie's playing with the fish head, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, that's hilarious!" Oh, and then my the God. Asian lady comes in, and is like, "That's so racist." <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the worst montage of people eating, chewing their food, and talking at the same time. Yeah, it's completely inappropriate. And I, I just feel like the the payoff too. If we wasted all this time seeing this dumb montage to have something actually terrifying happen. Then it would be worth it, but I would feel I'm gonna say that this fortune cookie scene coming up is a negative five for the special effects team because <laughs> it's there, so bad. some of the effects are really bad. I'll give that to yeah, you. It's, well, it's just so. It's There's just like, one thing oh. that I find impressive. It's like it. It feels like a like a college special effects project. It's like, hey, make something out of this fortune cookie. And I mean, it's not gonna. It's, I don't. I just don't feel like it's very scary, but. So do you think it's Bill or Richie picking up the tab on that dinner? Oh, no, it's answered. We know who's picking oh, it wait, up. Oh, wait, who picked it up? Mike. Oh. Because Richie's trying to put money down, and he's like, it's already been taken care of. Oh, he sucked off somebody at the restaurant. We know he lives in poor town. So. Yeah, how much money did that meal cost just there? They ate well, a shit ton of food. They was had it 1990. A, was so. it a buffet, though? Was it a buffet? <laughs> <laughs> Were you, are you saying that she just kept loading up big trays from the buffet and bringing them over? It's already been paid for. It's bring, right. bringing them back. He's like, "Hey, can you can you just put we this? Came can on, you, all you can eat Wednesday. Can you can you go. just put this in the back? I'm having a big party on Friday, and I know you throw usually throw it out. Can you just reheat it and serve it as if we ordered it? Now, what I was going to say is too is, is 
they felt at a great opportunity to cash in on the early stages of ASMR by having like the, the oh yeah. <laughs> We did. Oh, we. I, I mentioned that we got some uh, some beautiful ASMR during the uh, during Beverly scene with the old lady, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Kirsch. She totally, yeah. She so she slurps that up. Oh, had no. every chance yeah, to do it. They could have done it. <laughs> uh, all right. Here's here's where I feel like if if there's any parallels I can draw from this particular scene, this is, feels lazy. This not lazy. Only feels lazy. Lazy. It's borrowed. It's been copied. This is Renfield and Dracula. Oh, that's true too. And so is it, it's an homage to that sort of. I feel like yeah, but that yeah no, it feels I, it feels it, feels, it feels incredibly lazy. Like they just they didn't think about it, and they they did a reshoot or they phoned it in, you know, and then they just were like, well, just put him opaquely over the moon. That I think sounds great. One of the giant problems of the second half is as it goes on, there's less and less actual Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It seems like they like something happened with production, or like they just got him for a short time and well, then they didn't have him. The interesting thing is, I did read that this had a twelve million dollar budget, so it wasn't for lack of budget. Yeah, weird. Even for nineteen ninety, that's a pretty nice little lump of money. Yeah. Oh fuck! Some fortune cookies got brought out, so shit's about to go down for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that moon though, that really stuck out to me because I was I like, mean, "What?" It's just so well. After the, the, all the shit that came earlier, when well, you have like I mean, the the shower heads coming out, we get it again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it just in, that in, in, later on in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later on, we get another I just feel like stuck that's a on bit lazier. just another projection stuck on top. It's just like yeah, the hokiest shit in the world. When when <laughs> in contrast to like yeah the the stop animation drain opening up or any of the any of that. Any of the practical horror that was just so much more effective. They could, yeah, like this. They has, shot their load early. This has, they did. yeah, this has potential, but then just the execution, the end up, the ending result is just like, yeah, that's where they just drop the ball and they're like, and we turned in a projection. Yeah, right like, here's where. Oh uh, shit! Where he's like, you better pick your two dollars up. <laughs> like, All right, fine. Let me get my fortune cookie. I'm heading out. <laughs> I didn't take 14 shots in the mouth. So. <laughs> no, I was thinking prior to, of course, reviewing the film, I had watched it like maybe a week after we reviewed uh, the first part of the miniseries. And I was like, man, they went Dutch like right after this. They all ran out. She's like, everything fine? Yeah, like, see, I thought, I thought they skipped on the bill. I did too, but I didn't realize. So what's it? That's the bad one. Oh, That's yeah. terrible. The claws is bad. That's what fucks with me. Okay, so there's a yeah, there's a bird embryo on the table when he breaks the open. The screaming bird embryo. Okay, so maybe if up. they broke up, yeah, That's maybe if there were more things like that instead of making the cookies <laughs> into something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe that would have been more effective. Uh, maybe I can ag- the food. I can agree that the, the little the little bird is, is disturbing or like, you know, more fetuses, different types of fetuses, uh, <laughs> boogers. <laughs> okay that's bad too the yeah, spider bad. leg the spider legs come on well, it's a little bit of foreshadow too i know but stop it change your mind if that's what was written then i feel like you yeah, have this to is where the eye is middling Dutch. the eye is kind of the cool. eye is yeah. okay that's a little john carpenter ish <laughs> yeah john carpenter slash um Big Trouble in Little China is what yeah, I'm going for. Okay. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I was thinking like Evil Dead. I was thinking... But... Yeah, oh, what? Oh, yeah, this is from the 
the exploding balloons earlier. I was like, why is the library covered in blood? Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah. That is from the exploding oh, balloons. Oh, what do you think about the the names of Bill's books in the oh, background? Yeah. The glowing, yeah, well, the, the shining. Well, the Bill, you know, seems very reminiscent of... I mean, Stephen it's King. King. It's Stephen yeah. King, you know. He wrote himself in there. Maybe is that why he's like a background character for the most part? It's a super corny character. Well, what I thought was weird about the glowing, yeah. other than just being the shining... Is that the actual cover for it that they use is very similar to uh, one of the hardcover art for a Piers Anthony novel called Firefly? Oh. That's all sort of about like weird sex shit. Like, nice. It's like an alien that is, I don't know, like a super incubus. I like, mean, this this movie includes weird sex. I wouldn't say it's about weird sex. <laughs> so I have a question. In this scene, when Mike's on the phone. Didn't he just call Mike's house? Like who, or not Mike's house? He called Stan's house, right? Right. And then they put him on hold. Who's putting him on hold? What? He's waiting for someone to come to the phone and say that Stan's dead. Like I don't understand. Shouldn't anybody at Stan's house know that Stan's dead? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> hold, hold on, let me, hold on let me. We got a lot of people here right Stan? now. <laughs> Stan, you here, buddy? Buddy, oh, is that, yeah. is that Stan across the? Let room? me get an official on the phone. Yeah, Stan's dead. <laughs> and he's like, I was so confused. Really? I like, did he call his office place and be like, everybody seen Stan? It's like, oh no, Stan, Stan died. Oh, Stan. yeah, he's upstairs. He's dead. Oh, I'll take this. Yeah, we even told people Stan's dead. <laughs> like I don't, what? I don't. Yeah, it's a confusing part. Yeah. They're just giving some space no. to Richie to say more unfunny things. I, I do like this scene with uh, with Mazer. Was it is it Richard Mazer, Steve Mazer? Yeah, before oh, yeah before yeah. the library hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do you think they give uh, Bill Hader some version of the dairy air joke? I maybe oh, I could see that. Yeah, of course. I'm sure he wrote another one. He was on fire in the library. <laughs> Hold on. So who... Do you know who they cast to play Stan in the, the new oh, one? Oh, Adult Stan? Yeah, Adult Stan. I'll look it up while you, you know, guys are in. It's, it's a... I remember it's... Um, it's going to be interesting how they do it since they didn't have any right. inclusion of the adult version of themselves in the first one. It's going to be a purely, you know, adult story. And so at least they'll be in more than, I don't know... 30 seconds of the film. <laughs> you, you will. Oh, well, the way that the the first chapter ends, too, and this is spoilers for who, those who haven't seen the new one, is it doesn't end the same way as the miniseries, uh, its first half, that is. Mm-hmm. So if you're not familiar with the the first half of the original miniseries and the film, then you, you're not going to know what happened to Stanley. Because it ends with him, you know dying in the first half of this series the miniseries uh andy bean oh stanley i guess i don't know who that is yeah i don't know who that is he's in here now power i mean i feel like oh fuck i know who it is i'm a fucking idiot he's we just got done talking about swamp thing last week he's alec olsen oh in the tv series wow there you go yeah Nice. I feel like Stan, out of all the characters, has like the lamest story, though, as far as his interaction with Pennywise. I mean, it's kind of kind of scary. Eh. It's but versus everybody else, it's just like nothing. I think it's scary in kind of the meta sense, where it's like it can kind of be like the real horror is growing up and dealing with the fact that you might be kind of a shitty person because things happen to you. 
are not doing things exceptionally well in your life because you haven't dealt with your shit in your past yet. Yeah. And in the meta sense, it's like, well, he's like the ultimate danger is like you can't deal with it to the point where you can't deal with life anymore. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. I was just saying more in the literal sense of just like his... His horror arc, yeah, you know, oh, just yeah, like no, otherwise his it's interaction. With, what do we get? We got like a a, a, mecha- a mechanic, mummy, Pennywise. Well, the thing that I like, I don't know what's going on with that. The, uh, less actual Pennywise, once again, as we go right. on. The thing I like what they did in the the more recent film for this parallel scene is that I feel like they did a better job of portraying the fear that was going on inside of this like funeral parlor I would imagine or something of that yeah. magnitude it, it gave you more of a sense of why he's dreading going in there and the whole reason it's like because yeah, that's, com- com- that's, that's completely out of context right. and we don't even understand what that place is what fear is that really you know building upon for him in that sequence there yeah I don't know that he's scared of mummies <laughs> yeah, essentially like... but it wasn't even a mummy we don't know why it's in a big mechanic suit with Pennywise, I mean, we get a little bit of why Pennywise's, you know, buttons are on it, but we don't, we don't get the uh, the overalls at all. Like, what was this? Again, it feels like, you know, they sh- they shot this in sequence, and Which then and they didn't would be weird, and first they didn't off anyway, and they didn't have Tim Curry for the rest of the shoot. They were like. Hey, we got you for that first scene with Bill. And he's like, you know, that's cool, am I good to go back to England now? And they're like, yeah, you can go. And then they're like, oh, shit. I do know this. We need some parts from you. Can Reading you- some of like the, the background stuff with um, all of these actors, that includes the children actors as well, is that the adult actors met with the kid actors to try to build a chemistry, trying to get a sense of what you know their characterization of that the children would be as adults um oh there's the head some are better than others <laughs> yeah that's a good i'd say it's a good severed head but it would also make right. sense to why maybe it was filmed in sequence as well because there may be on bar the time yeah well and you can only have the kids work so many hours so yep. i'm sure they gathered did as much of their shit all at one time as possible yeah they didn't bring them back they just no. did it, it yeah was just, exactly that would make a lot of is, sense especially all, for tv as well this is all just done in you know i would say a couple month period at best yeah. at best you know and that's the thing too i think they had mentioned the kids like they said that was pretty much the best summer that they've experienced and that draws the same parallel with the kids in um, the There's 2017 version. Face. That's where the, the yeah. head gets bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we get like a massive amount of blue light and uh, it throws a hurricane in the library. It just ruins the library. Unorganizes mm. all the books. He's like, you're going to have That's to do this all again. Bitch. As a, as a librarian with the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> this isn't as weird as the shit that's come before, once again. Yeah, yeah I it's know. It's underwhelming. I know. And then they have to show, the, they, then they have to show the one-liner from Eddie being like, My God! Oh, this, this right here, this, this rain sequence. To, or, you know, like yeah, that. again, the hurricane. Like, what? In a circle, and they lean their head back. It's like... Oh. That's like an AA meeting. <laughs> oh. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. It just it feels it feels fake. It feels fo- love, love. It feels yeah. fake and forced. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was 1990. It was, but come on. 
It's a different time period. No, These there was a, there was a lot of things happening that were a lot more genuine. Um, yeah, it's okay though. It's These still, people are basically our parents. Yeah. <laughs> if Jafar could pull off a movie like this, I'd be thoroughly impressed. Like, are you are you kidding me? Like. Um, oh, we're gonna pull off a movie like this. <laughs> oh man, the stuttering. I mean, this half. <laughs> <laughs> man, I cannot wait to make that spider. <laughs> His dumb Ooh. eyes. He's got the dumbest eyes. Um, Bill's showing his amazing acting right now with his uh, with his stuttering. stuttering. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like giving him great pain. Tim Curry does a better job of the stuttering. I think so. But but I mean, Billy I mean, we're gonna say Tim Curry is the best actor. Tim Curry is the best. Absolutely, the best. Hands down. You know, honestly, I I feel like if it wasn't for him, this Tim would Curry not have been as memorable. Not, if, no, if Tim Curry wasn't in this movie, he would still have been the best actor in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, yeah. Tim Curry is is absolute standalone. Yeah, he he. Uh, That's a good point. He's I don't know. It's just it's just a, it was a perfect a perfectly cast role for him. He was perfect okay. timing. Perfect timing and just caught him at his prime. His voice, oh god, man! His voice and his look, his eyes—they're just piercing. They they psychologically affect. I don't know. Affect probably like a billion children. Yeah. Here's another day of not being able to afford Tim Curry. What was that? Another day of not being able to afford Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. Another moonshot. Oh, this is almost like maybe an homage to Cujo because it's like a dog in the suit. Again, I was like, this is, I I feel like, a successful build with the the guy coming out from under the bed. Yeah. You know? uh, Fine. That's still weird and cool. Yeah, that's still weird and cool. He looks terrible, like practically affected. And if this we just yeah. if we just had a good payoff at the end, it would be a successful scene, you know, because it's it's a it's a fine build, but then we just get a Rottweiler in a clown collar. How fucked up would it have been if we would have gotten a claymation Pennywise face turning into a claymation oh, Rottweiler face? Fucking awesome. <laughs> that would have been great, or just uh, I don't know, just anything else, just Pennywise again, just stepping out from behind the dude, yeah, just anything. Because I, I feel like Pennywise is just so much more terrifying instead of just a barking dog with a clown collar on that just didn't it didn't pay off. Explain. It was a good it was a good idea. They were like, let's try it, and it was just like, no. They should have just been like, no, that's bad. This From the is, little bit of research I did do, apparently right. that guard in the novel it's explained that the only thing he's afraid of is Doberman pinchers. Okay, well that makes sense. Was then. it? A, I think it's a I think it's a rock. But it's a Rottweiler in the right, right, movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say too, is that we couldn't afford a Doberman Pinscher. This is a little bit of trivia. The guy who is playing the guard, uh, his character's name is Koontz. Like and Dean Koontz? Like Dean Koontz, precisely. It was named that reason because at the time that was Stephen King's kind of rival in terms of what they were selling and things like that, in terms of their numbers. Koontz did Phantoms, right? <laughs> yeah, God. This is the worst payoff right there. We see Pennywise's legs as he steps out. Straight to commercial. Right show, after shot. <laughs> shows his hand wave, and you're like, okay, third. The third cut should be his face doing his big smile. Yep. But no, it's a, it's just a barking Rottweiler. And I like when I watched that last night, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh god, damn it! You had a chance. I was, I was hook, line, and sinker, and then you, you guys just... got me. I thought it was gonna be good. Yeah, it was like it feels very like Adult Swim. Like you're like, oh man, it was just ah. Oh. 
It's it's it looks purposely bad, but it wasn't, and that makes it worse. So, who do you guys think is the best aged up version of their kid? Of their kid, best best overall. I'd say Eddie looks the best, probably. In my opinion. What do you mean, I mean like, from a aesthetic point? <laughs> yeah, what are we? What are you talking about? Like, like who's who, most who, handsome? Who, who sells it most from seeing okay, the first okay. half? Yeah, yeah. Who what sells are you that saying? The grown-up version. I don't know. I don't know what the question. is. I think is you're exactly. confused. He's saying who looks most like their kid, right? right. Like okay. who looks? Who's the who's, who's the, doing the best job of being their kid? Okay, the, that's the grown-up version. I've heard of their something. Kid. I said. Different. I like, said, and then I said well, Eddie. And that's fine. That's okay. I was saying. I think he was cast well for his character. That's yeah, why I said no, that I'm, earlier. I'm agreeing with you. I I would say arguably, yeah, Eddie, and I would also say that. Um, I mean, Tim Reed. Tim Reed. Tim I Reed. mean, I know it sounds <laughs> kind of like, uh, of course he looks good for, him. <laughs> but I mean, he he does a good job portraying it, and it's believable. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do O'Toole. like John Ritter cast. Yeah, and Ed O'Toole, she does a really good job as as. Emily Perkins and she favor each other. I'd say I, I agree with the Eddie. Eddie is a good version of Eddie. I think um, he's always just sort of a square. Uh, Harry Anderson and Seth Green. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's the sell. That, I think that's my. I like the worst Harry Anderson. Yeah, I would say give, yeah. Give me a give me a redhead. See, that's the young Beverly. Yeah, that's good. good. Yeah, I thought she looked good. I mean, the the young uh, Ben. And John Ritter, that's a hard sell. But, but they're not supposed to look. Exactly, because he lost yeah. all the weight. Yeah. So, yeah, you can... Out of spite, right? That's yeah. He tells that yeah. story. Yeah. He just did it just to, to prove, just to prove a point. or whatever, yeah. Oh, this is where they're like, oh, yeah, the town's shady. Yeah. <laughs> I think they also, too, explain, like... I don't know if it's during this scene or not, but it is explained that there was, like, a part of it in the adults. Yeah. So that's why they turn a blind eye to all of this stuff. Yeah, but what is... Then what is it? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's metaphorical. It's it. What, what is, is it? it? Maybe that's it's what it. they were singing about back then. <laughs> <laughs> it's lit. Makes sense. Lit. Like um, it's it. What is it's it? it. You know, what? what is it? It's it. It's... Is it all the bad things? All the bad things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Doing some blink, but <laughs> that's where she's like, "I got daddy issues," and Tim Reed's like, "Come here, girl." <laughs> yeah, because I don't too. know. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like the uh, knowing Stephen King's books, you know, very, very much more human than they are monster. Right, 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 right. I just feel like this is such a just story. a personification. I, of I feel like it's all about like abuse and stuff, childhood and, trauma. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like some repressing from... memories, bad memories, yeah. and things like that. Well, and just yeah, how society reacts sometimes, just turning a blind eye to, yeah. to things that they see. They're like, yeah, I'm gonna pretend like that person's not getting battered, and you know. I think that's a very, uh, very poignant point, probably yeah. for a lot of older people. Like, yeah, could be generations ahead of us because. Just listening to some of the stories about, like, you know, on this particular block, if a couple was arguing or if a woman was getting hit, it's like you kind of, you minded your business. Yeah. You know, and that just kind of keeps perpetuating. So it's like these things keep perpetuating itself if you let it, you know. Right, like depending yeah. On it seems like everybody kind of has, of the other each of these characters has their thing that they're, I don't know. It also kind of reminds me of the, uh, like, the you can never truly go home again sort of idea. They've all sort of forgot most of almost everything about Derry. Yeah. What they do remember tended to be good. And now they're back, 
and they have they're getting all their memories back and it's all this good shit that they want to remember and is sort of like the idealized version of what, like what we remember our, our childhood yeah but then it there everything's coming back and it's in context yep and it's and not you're yeah it's here not always and it's not the same it. place Right, and you're like the townspeople are shady, whereas like yeah, how many? When I was a kid, I would have just ran up to Old Man Johnson and been like, <laughs> "I'm being chased." I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, are are your guys' hometowns dairy? dirty, 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 dairy? Are oh, they dairy. are they are they? Do you get dairied out? I I fucking I I'd rather not. Yeah, I don't like my hometown as much. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Well, yeah. you guys are from kind of smaller towns. Like, We're, yeah, I'm, I'm from small. Spartanburg, which is a pretty decent size. I'm from, city. A, I'm from a small town, and it felt like yeah, the uh, derriere. Uh, <laughs> if I, you know, I have a better relationship than I had. I feel like initially after leaving, because it did feel like you'd go into like this sort of cloud of, you know, but when you left it, you kind of romanticized it in a nostalgia. And then you get back there into the and you're like, oh yeah this is and yeah and to some extent it was yours and it yeah. no longer is when you no go yeah no absolutely not it's gone you know that's that's a good point too because uh, I think this applies for anybody growing up in whatever town you grew up in you do I think you go through these cycles of of you know at least for me I can speak on this level it's like you you kind of want to get out of your town because you feel like that's you've seen everything it has to offer. Then you spend X amount of time somewhere else, and you're like, "Well, this is different, and maybe it's not as idealized as I thought it would be." Yeah. And then, like you said, you have that romantic period, and you go back. You're like, "Oh yeah, that's why I left in the first place." <laughs> yeah, you you remind yourself of yeah. like the 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 things you repressed, the things you forgot yeah. about, like the negative interactions you had with certain people, yeah. and the person, the people that you'd rather have forgotten mm-hmm. that you r- run into, and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, you you exist. You're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I don't know, but I can I, I I can feel that. But no, I think that's like in in Stephen King's writings, he does like to deal with. Um, I, I think this back rub is the only like foretelling of their impending romance. Oh no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> he's he's sporting major wood. Yeah. There. <laughs> Why does everybody have to have their hands on Beverly all the time? She it's is kind of she, really weird. Yeah, it's okay. super weird. She shows up and she's been nonstop in brace mode Hugging, by kissing, each of the by each of the massage. dudes, except I mean, for Eddie. Eddie is not he's not alpha enough to to push himself in there. And yeah, like John Ritter's going full <laughs> caress. He is not. He's easy. earning his paycheck. <laughs> he's talking about how he changed his body and got skinny, and he's just really laying into her while he's talking about it. She's. Imp- Did you see that mouth? She's impressed. <laughs> uh, she looks to... relaxed. I mean, it looks like a massage is thoroughly relaxing. The weird thing is, though, they all just only keep talking about how much they love everybody. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I love all of you guys. And the entire time, everybody's like, I love all of you. And like this is when I remembered that I loved all of you. Do you think... Right and then this? in about five more minutes, yeah. she's like, oh yeah, I love right. you. <laughs> Tell me if I'm uh, if I'm reading too much into this. Maybe you can read into her that blood experience as her going through womanhood, like having her period, etc. And the boys are like, "Oh yeah, they're acknowledging they're it." Like, oh, shit. And that's why she's embracing two of them as well. Is like, yeah, we 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 recognize the blood. They're starting to get boobs, and now we're gonna go have an orgy out yeah. in the sewers. Do you see, they see her you see, as a woman and not just as a girl. Do you see the blood? 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, for that for this scene, that's that's an awful lot of blood, Danny. That's an awful uh, lot. Well, it's, it is a metaphor. <laughs> no, I know. I was just joking. Don't uh, joke. <laughs> that sink is an awfully big vagina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but no, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that would be a, an incorrect association. Just being that. You see, once we got back to her just getting her oh, face, wow. her face just fondled by a giant. He's just petting her face right now while she can't even say the line. Uh, but no, the Tim I, Reed's like shit. I'm not kidding. I would me. say no, definitely like Odd man out. That's that's their story is coming of yeah. age, and so it would make exactly. sense for her to be dealing with the blood, you know, yeah. the perpetual yeah. and the. And the the idea of cleanliness as well, like oh, being like, oh, I have to, I have to keep it clean, I have to keep it spotless. And then she has an abusive relationship with her dad yeah. too, yeah, who's yeah. just like. And I think that's what makes sense a little bit too, because the father is still like very stern about her pureness. Yeah, she, he's always like questioning her pureness. And his daddy's daddy's girl. daddy's girl, yeah, Your daddy's yeah. little girl. So there's already that. Yeah, it's disgusting. Up yeah, exactly. So. Um, but uh, here's here's a fucked up sequence. So what they're up there is like, all right, everybody keep your doors open. We're going to be in there for three minutes. And it seems like literally everybody's door closes like that. My we boy's in there brushing his teeth. So, huh, so why, did, why were they saying they're going to keep their doors open? In case something happens to yeah. them individually. Oh, yeah, because they're like, oh, yeah, that was a great night, great dinner. But by the way... There's an evil that's trying. No, he's only to supposed to go us. upstairs to get her shawl because she's getting cool or whatever, and she's like, "It's on the bed." So they all ran upstairs to just run so up that there. they're they're grouped together. Oh, okay. so that one individual goes off by themselves. It's like, well, as a matter of fact, while we're up here, we can take care. Just keep your doors open. Yeah, in case. And, and then we got. And then here's the hard like R bomb happens. that's about to come up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all the doors. Oh, I thought that happened. Oh, he says it. He says it. To yeah, him. he says it like right now. Wow. Oh, I thought that was during the asylum scene, so I was totally wrong. Um, yeah, Henry Bowers getting some revenge with the uh, the old. What do you think? That's a punctured lung right there. Oh yeah, no doubt. Where he got hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's hurting right now. And we're also going getting See, into doors closed. <laughs> well, <laughs> that I, was. I mean, we Pen- know it's Pennywise, Pen- but Pennywise closed the door. What I put down as uh, Pennywise tries to pull a tall man. He did. He did. He's he's (laughs) trying to get it. He's the woman in Lavender right now. Yeah, this is, yeah, you know. uh, So there's a scene with the tall man in Phantasm. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie. I am not, no. Yeah, where uh, he's hooking up with a character posed as a woman in a graveyard. But, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like the... I don't know, like a lot of like werewolf movies kind of do it, where it's like, I lure you in, and then I'm going to turn into it while you're right about to do this and eat you. Yeah. But in Phantasm, it's a lot more animated, like, I didn't just lure you in, we full-on just boned, and now I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why do, you, why do you give it up so early? Yeah, that passionately kissing it. And this is direct homage to The Shining. Yeah, with the mirror scene. Yeah, the that's that's yeah, the witch. Yeah. Not the witch, but the uh, woman in the tub. Yeah, woman in the tub. It's yeah. direct. You Kiss know. me, fat boy. <laughs> I love that scene. There's Pennywise. See, that's more effective. Yeah, it's just that alone. Yeah, it's creepy. It's like what's it's the terrible, fuck? absolutely terrible and disorienting. Also, uh, I want to. I feel like they did kind of a good job of like 
they're kind of playing on in on the fact that he just got done telling this story about how he got skinny and shit. Yeah. And then suddenly the him. chick that he always wanted to be with is right there with him. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, am I only worth it because now I'm skinny? Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. In the mirror. Mm-hmm. And she and the, the the big difference between Pennywise and when she actually does it is he asked her like oh you thought it, you thought it was Bill first like no I always knew it was you yeah. but then like when it's the real her she's like oh I thought it was Bill at first yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally thought it was Bill come on Bill was hot come on and but that's the more realistic view like yeah he, exactly the way he that's left everything view of it yeah yeah the more yeah. It's him being like, sense. yeah, I, I fucked up. I probably should have been more direct about that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you thought it was Bill. Of course. <laughs> so that was like the lamest uh, death scene for, for Henry Bowers, too. I mean, he yeah, really he just... he was a big character for the most part. He had the... We don't know how he turned the knife around to stab himself, but they, they pulled his arms up off of trying to, off to, trying to stab Mike, and he just turned around and shoved it in his chest and died in about... Uh, I don't know, two seconds. <laughs> After he stabbed the shit out of Mike, and Mike's going to pull through. Yeah, Mike's fine. He's he just good. had a little punctured lug, no big uh, deal. Here comes a little make-out sesh. Yeah, make- how how awkward is it for Eddie to walk in on this? <clears throat> um, <laughs> this is at a hospital, too, on top of it, right? Yeah. I Where their buddy just got stabbed. Yeah. So this is where, this is where oh yeah, I love, I wrote down Beverly's one-liner right there. Why is it so mean? Because uh, I thought it was just the worst line in the film. Uh, <laughs> so mean. Why is it hateful? Why is it so mean? I just like, come on. Just, that, yeah, so that's the worst line. Um, <laughs> but uh, this scene is where Beverly reveals that she she does know that it's uh, Ben. It's Ben who wrote the poem. And I thought yeah, it would she have says been, that I, he has a heart of a poet or something. I thought like it would that. have been extra funny to double dupe Richie because he's so naive and just just like it Pennywise again, you know, just do it again. <laughs> I was, like, I was son gonna, of a bitch. It's kind of hoping for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fool me once. It's like God damn it, Pennywise, and he's just waving and chuckling and dancing around. It's just fuck. Well, are we gonna do this or what? Now I'm all worked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just go a little bit further with it and be like, you're too easy. Beep beep. You know, just like it'd be fucking hilarious. I'd, that'd be great. But yeah, he's, he's like, "You're you're fooling me." No, no, I'm not fooling you. Okay, good. Well, let's go back in then. And oh no, here we go. Yeah, God, God damn it, woman! <laughs> I can't tell you the clown. <laughs> he's not real. He wasn't. Yeah, he no did. sound. This is very soap opera. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, John Ritter. That too, John like Ritter was between very... the kids and the first half felt more like a film, and the adults felt like more made for television soap opera. Well, I feel like John Ritter also got you know compared to his his childhood role. He's very flamboyant, you know. Oh yeah, no and doubt. over the top. Whereas his you know his childhood friend was just like informative and subdued. and subdued. It was like you know he had. He had just, like, nice things to say about everything. Yeah. He wasn't so, like, thoughtful and over well, the top. in the first half, he was with a Latina, too, so he had, he had experience. Okay. El Pachion. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I guess if you want to take it there, Danny. I mean, so, 30 years have passed. Okay, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not just judging. Saying, I'm just, it's okay. How, it's how I, I read it. I understand. So now we're going to visit Mike and... 
Well, this is this, I like this actually because it gives you a bit of um, a reference back to the original too with the earrings. Yeah. From uh, I believe it was Richie's mom's earrings. I I really what I liked in this scene is Mike admitting that he basically tried to attempt suicide via it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good point. That was terrifying. Like, like he went I, back down there. I to think face it. I think this story is a terrifying story, and it you know it paints a picture of like if you put yourself in his shoes, doing that, going through that whole you know motion is oh it's just awful. Just walking there by yourself yeah. and climbing down the sewer pipe and well yeah and then and, and then crawling around in the dark. Hey, there's no, you know, no light. He's just crawling around there by himself. Yeah. What a psychopath. That just makes me scared thinking about that. How shitty. Yeah, no, thanks. Very, yeah. yeah but, in... <laughs> but I also think it shows, like, <laughs> shitty. It might show, like, um, the contrast, too, like, how these characters who did leave became successful, whereas Mike lives in poor town. He's having to do everything by himself. But he's the one who's like really keeping it together too, the yeah. group that is. He's keeping their past alive. Thanks a lot, Mike. I really. Why wish... do you call me, Mike? They're like, yeah, we were never gonna come back. He's like, well, I just want to let you know that psychopathic clown is back. So you guys, come on home. Come on, home. <laughs> come on home and fix this. They're like, are you kidding me? He's like, I've been crawling around the sewer by myself. Not these damn silver earrings that you smelled it down. <laughs> like, oh, man. But, yeah. Damn you for believing this witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> kind of voodoo. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I do like, like, at least you're trying to give you, like, a heartfelt moment here. Like, so connecting it back. But this, then it turns it on, on its head. They're like, we're just going to dip out. Fuck this shit. Yeah, they, they, uh, they, have the, they have the dead body of Henry Bowers in the room. And they decide that the <laughs> town sucks and they're going to leave the dead body. They're going to run away from a crime scene. But when you And do everything's going to be fine. Like, they didn't check those rooms out or anything. Oh, wait. Yeah, they did. Those are all, those are all their rooms they're bailing on. I, how did the, uh, the hotel, like, uh, staff miss, like, all these happenings? <laughs> You don't see them present for anything, you know. They all jump into that convertible with well, two stabbed people. <laughs> They're screaming the entire time. Oh, is this a yeah. hotel or is it a bed and breakfast? This is like a B&B, is, is it? it a B&B? I don't it feels like it. Yeah, is but, it an Airbnb way before this day? Yeah, yeah I but mean, where, it's like a... It feels like a, what a is, really nice hotel. Yeah, is this like something different in Canada that they did in, in, the, in the 90s where they just like let you have the hotel without the staff? <laughs> Or do you? <laughs> Where do we clock out at ten? It's up to you. That. It's like, oh no, no, they just did it for the. T hoses down the street, eh? <laughs> they just did it for the movie. We just can we rent your hotel to film a made-for-TV movie? Yeah, yeah, you can. We'll just leave. Have at it. It's like, oh well, I guess it won't really look like a real hotel then. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fine. Who cares? Who cares about the staff? But They're I, I didn't think this. And too, Richie's has... hearing that another kid got torn to shreds. Yep, it's all too real. But uh, this, yeah, this right here, it's like we're gonna dip out on a murder, and we're gonna do it as. Oh no! There she is. So they, there's the front front desk lady. How did they scoop by her the last time with the the stabbed body? And how did she just miss out on the the whole murder? Just bill me. Yeah, me it's too. It's that derriere. Oh right, yeah. They were just being a little too uh, suspicious the way they left in my. So my what is the, what is this reminiscent of? Is this of Georgie learning to play or? I, it might be he and his mother, perhaps. It could be Georgie. I can't remember. Uh, 
I want to say in the beginning, when Georgie goes out to do his boat, isn't his mother playing a, a piano piece? She might be. I can't really remember. I feel like that has more to do with the book than anything. <coughs> like they, again, they just threw something sort of out of out of the book, but without the context that it needs to to really resonate with why he's yeah. why that rang any bells for him. Because if we're all just like scratching our head about it, that's just like silly. Yeah. So this is yeah. This is where they they basically talk about the townspeople, like all that shit in there. And I just left on here as like they just left them to be found in the beam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. You know that the 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 direct follow up of this is going to be like, hey, so you guys killed somebody in your hotel room, and we're going to need we're you. Have we to have you for your it. card on file. We know who you are. Yeah. The the lady you was signed re- autographs. The while lady you were was here. reading your yeah. book. We know you had a little reunion, and you killed that man. Uh, so anyway. we'll cover it up if you give us uh, some kind of cut into. No, the they're new all novel. gonna get they're all gonna get manslaughter and abandoning the scene of a crime. At well, least maybe they're in dairy. You don't know that for sure. That's when Mike's <laughs> like, "Don't worry about this. It's taken care of. It's taken care of. I already paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that body. Just I, I feel like you. Why wouldn't you just shove that thing down the sewer? You know, something's obviously eating bodies. <laughs> It's a good place for it. <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> it's like, how will this hold you, hold you off for a night, man? Would it be sated if the town treated it like a god and just Ooh. offered it sacrifices? I think you could at least uh, reason with it or bargain with it. <laughs> I always wanted... Or does I, it need the fear? I don't know. It seems like that. that's all... It, it just it's, 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 Yeah, it just shows that it's not... Um, it's not a clown. It's not something to be. I know what you're you know, saying. that's just something. a that's just a personification that it sends off. It's a it's, it's a an crab. it's an Iraq. It's, it's, it's a spider crab. It doesn't want you know anything. You know anything about crustaceans and crabs and things of that they nature? They don't want friends at all. They don't have feelings. They just don't want money. friends. They want to pinch you and they want to hide under rocks and eat things. Yeah, <laughs> crab people. Um, but no, I remember as a child, I always thought about ways I could befriend Pennywise because I was like, you know, like, is there th- you know, is there anything I could like offer him, be like complicit in his murders, or like, <laughs> yeah. be like, I can like show you where like kids live and stuff, or we can hang out. <laughs> I know he tells jokes. <laughs> uh, he's got a sense of humor. Yeah, like I wanted to be his friend. I was like, no one's ever tried that. They're all scared of him and they're shooting him with stuff and just like, hey, I know you're dangerous, but. We just hang out. But how are you doing? But how are you doing? Like, what is your favorite color? Can we bond on things? Maybe get is, out of this rut that you're in. Is red your favorite? I'm going to guess red. <laughs> yeah. I love, first of all, I love your outfit. I think you just start with a compliment. <laughs> and then I want to ask, where do you go after you leave? <laughs> Can you show me the sewer and, like, not kill me? <laughs> no. We can leave the lights off. <laughs> yeah. Uh... All right. So this is where they're essentially heading back down to the barrens. They all made the promise a long time ago. So they're going to hold their end of the promise for Mike's sake as well. And for Stanley's sake. Yeah. Uh, you know, Richie's tried abandoning them like, I don't know, like five times now. <laughs> you Have you seen the uh, the newer version of the first half? Yeah. Okay. So we talked too about like this is spoiler with the five that's on the cast. 
Yeah. And this being that there's only five at this point that go down there or five survivors at the end. Yeah. Because it starts off at seven. Eddie, unfortunately, does meet his demise soon. Uh, he and Stanley both. So that wouldn't be five then, then before. The, well, you still have Mike and you have Mike's Bill, alive. Ben. Oh, yeah, Mike's alive. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. They do a little bit of foreshadowing. Spoilers. Maybe. That's kind of my... And it goes over the S, which is the first letter in seven. Yeah. Boom. Dollar sign. Uh, man, where do you think they filmed this? They actually filmed this on a location. They they kind of hid the location for a while. But now from what I read is that... Is that you have to have permission. Ninja Turtles sewer? The ooze. That's the secret of the ooze. <laughs> we don't talk about the ooze. Uh, no. <laughs> the first no. movie sewers, not the second movie. Right. This is actually this is an actual location, but they kept it a secret for a while because they didn't want people going down there, right? Fucking fucking around. But now, like it has been revealed, people know its location, but it's it's like barred from the public. You have to get permission to actually enter that site. Yeah. So they, I mean, this was filmed on a where in Canada? It's in Canada. Oh, All right this on. is filmed somewhere in God. The, so in British so again, so cool. Like. Uh, just practical setups are always so much more effective. Uh, yeah. They can, like they. Are we gonna dr- film Jafar dr- in Canada? God, I wish. We get a we're, gonna, we're gonna film it in Montana, in and around Missoula. And then we're gonna film it in Aruba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm alright with that. So, <laughs> Bill found his wife's purse. That's why he's having this freak oh, out moment. Oh yeah, Bill. Bill has a, a Leroy Jenkins moment, doesn't he? He just finds that <laughs> oh, purse yeah. and he just Leroy. Jenkins. He heads straight out. He, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> he just runs. That's all it takes. Audra! They're just like, no, are you Bill, doing? Bill, we just had a plan. We all came down here calculated. You can't just go running off. Going rogue. <laughs> and then, yeah, passing out or whatever. He just went and hid. Yeah, I don't Richie's know. Richie's not having it, dude. Why am I down here doing this? I'm a comedian. <laughs> Richie's not having it doesn't really lead to anything, though. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He, he just doesn't like the idea of it, and that's about as far as it goes. He's just kind of a whiny character. He's yeah. a kind of whiny character. Not a lot happens except for this. Uh, we got a massive amount of blue light. Yeah. No, there is something that's about to happen. I actually do like with uh, with Georgie coming up here. Oh yeah, the Georgie bit I, I like. I like yeah, I the fucking. I like the. The boat coming back too. Yeah, yeah, some good practical, practical stuff, practical effects again. Once again, yeah. How did they do that? Just a little remote control. Yeah, I would imagine so. I think this was Stan Winston that worked on the special, the special effects. I like the. I think it's a good again. Like I, I just give them. They had a really good location. They had a good thing to work with. They just yeah, something. <laughs> Things went awry, you know. Just not all the right elements. To make it line up completely. Yeah, well, you know, when you're messing to with, or at least working in conjunction with a oh, major broadcast network, I'm sure there was a lot of things they had to pare down. Yeah. You know, especially with content and right here too. Maybe with what Tommy Lee is wanting. Orgy? No, no. Orgy. I think it's a really effective camera shot too to follow that boat to I all, do the, too. all their feet. Right there. Yeah, that's. And then you get the overhead too. Superimposing, terrifying. Just yeah, they did a good just, job in the series. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give them yeah. another uh, plus one special effects team. You're back up to three. So you're back up to three. <laughs> See, like Which is about to leave in a few minutes. Yeah, oh, it leaves. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, Georgie's fine lit over Georgie, there in, yeah. the, in the green light. Uh, he's super green. Like, they just painted him lime green. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> About a spaz. What's spaz in he's, he's got that one arm. That is the most got, painful stutter. He's got one arm, but you wouldn't know. I guess it ripped his arm out of the, the coat. He left the sleeve on for this version. So they just had him tuck his arm in. It was a really simple effect. It looks and like noticeable. He, it looks like he <laughs> yeah. tucked his arm into his coat. Has <laughs> one sleeve out. They're like, that's me pretending to have one arm. Yeah, right on the now. Playground. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't mm. look believable in the slightest. They could have told him to put his arm in like a sling or something to like hide it from his side, but they didn't. They didn't. They were like, "You're five. Just we're gonna make it easy." On you. I know, man. Damn. I mean, they they kind of look similar, but they just have they have way different. Uh, I don't know. Personalities, I feel too. Yeah, different personalities, different cadences. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Is so it Richard Thomas? He's he's a capable actor. I just don't think he was cast right for the part. To be honest. Now we get uh, a big minus for the effect team. Another lazy, <laughs> just opaque, stuck on their image of Pennywise talking through. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? I don't know what. Why Do they use a projector? <laughs> Yeah, why can't why wouldn't he just show up in like even if he's not real, you know, he's not real as other times either. Yeah, that this is He good. could just show up big just at the end of that thing or, you know, just open up the entire floor and come out or do anything besides what they chose to do. Minus 2. Minus yeah, minus 2. You're back to 1. If he unfolded himself from the boat that would have been awesome. Yeah, what if he... Well, or like, just think if he did anything other than just, what we're But just watching. think about it. Yeah, like in the in the style of the the rest of the movie. Again, if he just walked out and was fully lit for some reason, that would just like be so much more effective. That would be terrifying. Yeah. You just you, you, you don't sewers. even... You're just like, hey, can we just see you again? That's all we need to do is continue to show you in different spots of contrast. That's terrifying. Just act. But then again, I'm that's that Tim Curry didn't even earlier. have to be there, though. Yeah, so I'm getting at Yeah. He, he, yeah, was he was in London. <laughs> He's in London. He filmed it on a VHS. <laughs> fucking sent it over. Talk, I've talked to him. I bet. I bet he'd say it. He'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I did that second movie from London." <laughs> yeah, at my study. <laughs> I just phoned it in. See, this yeah. is a good, another good shot. Too. Yeah, I, I think wanted it's... to do Congo from London, but <laughs> they wouldn't let me. <laughs> I did the Wild Thornberries from London. I'm Nigel Thornberry. I love Tim Curry. God damn. Boat's still cool. I do yeah. like this too. The like, boat is still cool. This reminds me a little bit of like video games, RPGs. They are finding like the, the door to the boss. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're traveling down. Obviously just sort of crossed a barrier. Like Everything a about this barrier. 30 seconds works. Yeah. <laughs> Crossing down into a... adventure. <laughs> We get to uh, like a little a gnome door, a gnome sized door, right? And it's very ominous, very sinister, with stacks of bones, stacks yes. of skulls. I like, like it. See right guess. there. That lets me know like something behind this is gonna be fucked, even if it is. Yeah, a little. A uh, that's a little little cult shot right there. It's like a little Paris tomb sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like, all right, what are we getting into? Whatever is gonna be over there is gonna be terrifying because obviously Wait, here's because the I'm a virgin. Because he obviously yeah. crawls through that, like, like whoever I, this character I, I've is. I've never boned. 
here's Eddie having to lay his spaghetti on the line. God, I wish we just never revealed that it was a, a spider. Like, I wish it just was straight clown or even if it was like an orb <laughs> yeah, I, or something. Yeah, just like the deadlights. Yeah. Just show the deadlights. Just the deadlights. That's all it is. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't because even... if you're not going to include the turtle, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Especially you know, in both versions, the the first part and this part is never even mentioned. I think the only thing that maybe um, alludes to it is just like the under the underbelly of it or something. I don't know, but it, it still doesn't make sense. So it's supposed to be a turtle, just the way that it's like floating over the top. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the only thing I could think. But even then, I don't. I, that's that's a reach. Yeah. Yeah, and so now we're uh, entering into the what some people say is the the bullet in the brain of this movie, which is the final scene. That's the perfect size for the fucking phantasm force. Actually, no, that's still too small, but <laughs> but it's, it, they can still get through. Yeah, they can get, they can get through. It was maybe a. Uh, it was tall man all along. <laughs> tall man, we got a super Hollywood cave. That we yeah, just entered. I would imagine this is probably shot on set. Okay. There's a shot on set. We got a some some practical effects and then a big paper montage of a Audra's up there. Of a big tunnel. Oh no, not Audra. Olivia Hussey, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that web is fine. She's fine. She's it's in all a, fine. She's in a coma um, up there. We're still we're like, okay, what's going on? webs don't spell good things though uh and then we got the then we got the claymation spider and it's like i feel like it's it's worse uh it's marginally smoother than old harry house yeah it feels like something that like out of harry house and just entered the movie now some of it was practical as well yeah yeah the close-ups yeah the close absolutely yeah now we're in yeah. yeah now we're into practical but look at its eyes its eyes are so dumb it's like cross-eyed the entire time. And, you know, even if you decided to go with spider eyes, like a bunch of small eyes, <laughs> yeah. it'd be awesome. But it's it's, like it's a thing that doesn't even look like something we've seen. And so, yeah, it's very alien. Yeah, exactly. Alien, but like, again, like a weird cross-eyed <laughs> alien. It just looks dumb. I feel like this is... So, test audiences can definitely have detrimental effects at times on movies. But I think this is one of the scenes where it's like, sometimes it can be good to be able to run things through a test audience. Cause be like, that looks so bad when they she shoots the... Yeah, it just... All... Well, it reminds me of a story of what almost happened with the first Blade movie. Uh, originally, uh, fucking Deacon Frost was supposed to turn into a whirlwind of blood. Yeah. And they ran it through test screenings, and audiences were like, what happened to the guy that we've been watching for the last hour and a half? Yeah. <laughs> they're like that's not gonna yeah. work and so they're like okay cool let's just make it so that like when he gets his arm chopped there's blood yeah there could be a there could be a, a, a simpler summation of the of this all going down I feel like it's gonna be yeah, super work. interesting to see what they do in the, in the new version because it's just it's like hats off to the team for building that thing but it right, looks right, right. it you know cause it you know the the texture and the artwork is is cool, but it's like it looks so robotic. The movements yeah, are mechanical. super me- mechanical and janky, 
and it just yeah it doesn't doesn't pay off it doesn't read as scary the way it's come on man here back there (laughs) and then eddie's about to be penetrated Uh, well, I'm not sure what actually ah! kills him because he seems to come away from it pretty, pretty Cognizant. unscathed. I think he just gets his guts crushed. Like, I feel like he yeah, just burst his burst his spleen or something. Mm, okay, maybe burst gall spleen, gallbladder, ruptured kidneys. Yeah, he was gone septic definitely. This uh, explosion, this firework explosion <laughs> inside of the ribs. Yeah, so classic and terrible. Ooh, wow. Oh. That's Again. America right there, buddy. Oh, my <laughs> America. You're like, what's happening? Right? They, America. That, was that was like even the, an anticlimactic explosion, too. You chose like well, a spark, like right. sparks. I will give them a plus one for what it's about to happen as a result of that going back in oh, there. Oh, so like ripping them apart, the gore, the gore that we yeah, get into? Yeah, that's... That's a little bit... It's a little redeeming. little redeeming. But not much. Yeah, if the thing didn't do anything, maybe if they like put the prop in like a cave and didn't light it very well and then just had lights coming out of it i don't know i think just not showing it moving ever would have been just scarier yeah and then they could just run and disassemble it once it was once it was down i don't know guys they did they did uh i can't say i can't go back in time they did eddie wrong (laughs) they did eddie wrong they squeezed him to death does it say anything that it was eddie to die Considering all their characters and shit, I think like, so, yeah. virgin sacrifice. You think it's a virgin sacrifice? I don't know. It fills the trope. I fi- yeah, it does kind of fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. Well, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I was so okay. I was I was really high earlier and taking a shower and thinking about this movie after I got done taking some yeah. notes and I'm like <laughs> thinking to myself. Mm, that spider is sexy. But then I started thinking to myself, I almost wish Mike would have been the one to die instead of being the one telling the story. That because felt very like Morgan Freeman. To yeah. Me. Mike telling the story at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then I thought because that would have the creepy implication that they all forget as they leave Derry. So the only one that remembers would be either a survived it Ooh. or the genius loci of dairy itself. Yeah. yeah. Genius loci. I don't get to use the word genius loci nearly enough. So I loved how they just uh, sacrificially all held the heart up and it was just like massive. What was the point of that? Yeah, that's also really weird that they basically just have to resort to pure savagery to defeat it. Yeah, rather seriously. than like the love that has been emphasized yeah. between them throughout the rest. Yeah, of and they're like, no, let's just beat this creature to death and rip its heart out and hold it together. They ate it, right? They well, had to have ate it. You know, you got to take maybe a little bit into account of how it is killing these kids too. It's shredding those kids. It's just they're just returning the favor. We're going to shred you apart now too. Oh, so we're doing an eye for an eye. Yeah, here, very biblical. Okay. Fuck all the love we were talking about before. Why didn't they just start just like licking its limbs and giving it kisses and stuff and hugging it well, and it just like shivers and explodes? Hair <laughs> <laughs> bears dropped. Down. Well, see, that wasn't the heart that they ripped off. That was the wing. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was just feeding on kids because people didn't treat it with respect and friend friendliness. Maybe they just needed to saddle it up. Oh, look, we're kids and all friends. 
Oh. Yeah, and we're gonna fade I, into. I'm my not a big fan of the way this movie it. ends overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, oh. I man. do think it's kind of cool that they gave. Uh, build the sort of dark ending of like by the way your wife's fucked for life <laughs> <laughs> they're like so how's your wife she came out of that coma right and he's like no she's just kind of in a waking coma i just i try and feed I her mean, they, i try they, and feed her soup but it doesn't really work that was cool and then they undid it yeah yeah I wish they would have left it. Well, no, that that's, been that's not that's not the way we work here. No, okay, that's not. the. This is a happy ending. This is a happy ending. They did not give any sort of uh, reminder of like, hey, but you know what? It still exists in all these people. Like, didn't no, have they like an old. Completely did away with it. Like yeah. they didn't have a, like a laughing old guy at the end, which would have been very new age. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Oh yeah, she's she's stuck. I don't know. She's she can sit up though, and she can she can take basic instructions. How does the fucking bike ride help her? What's what, it supposed that's... to be? What's it supposed to be? Uh, Giving yourself into the childish spirit of being suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really doesn't have any bearing for her either in terms of on a bike that she's never ridden that's before what it's like she has really no nothing rooted to that outside of Bill. in a town that she didn't grow up yeah. in yeah she's a complete outsider <laughs> she got wiped but now he, uh, you know sometimes you just need that burst of fresh wind I think it's the He's thinking a about bit of, uh, well, a little bit of adrenaline oxygen he is teetering a little bit on, on life and death here going down the hill all these cars. <laughs> he's You'll gonna, see. He's just, <laughs> he's just trying to Run give her a stop sign. <laughs> he's just trying to give her an experience. That guy, a taxi driver, can't believe himself. He's like, like this is this that taxi driver would be good at criticizing this movie. <laughs> yeah. What? So what was his? What was Bill's theory? Like he's like, just hang on. <laughs> he's like, if I can get silver going fast, really fast enough, I hit eighty-eight miles yeah. per hour. Silver back, Doc. Silver <laughs> makes magic. Look right here. Why yeah, no? why? Oh, he's that just sucks. good. Sh- up, good, sh- good shot though. <laughs> Think about that cinematography. She's waking up. She's like, "Whoa, you're gonna kill us!" <laughs> so speed. If speed was you're the dead answer, anyway, <laughs> then he could have got her going a lot quicker by just getting in that car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. They all understand. I wish this scene lasted an extra two minutes just to watch all the drivers fucking just chewing the unfortunately new get Or unfortunately get hit where she just has that moment where she's like, you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like that melancholy. Just that melancholy and then like, Ooh. and then, you know, we're Pennywise. seeing their dead bodies. Yeah, it's Pennywise driving. <laughs> exactly. And he's just like, no, I mean, like, beep, beep, Richie. I would have liked to have seen... <clears throat> I would have liked to see Pennywise come out of Audra <laughs> there at the end. <laughs> well, we didn't get that. Oh, we All didn't. right, so we've concluded the it the... chapter two or part two of the miniseries. Um, now, granted, the new one doesn't have much to compete with. <laughs> this start, It started so promising. We had such... Good things to say about the yeah. first thirty minutes of this movie. I mean, it's half. it's not completely shit. I mean, it's not great by any stretch, but it's you know, yeah. it's it's entertaining enough. 
It's entertaining enough. I mean, yeah, exactly. It holds a place with my nostalgia, and the the bad part doesn't last very long. So yeah. I just I I tolerate it if I need to. If I feel like I got to revisit that, I mean, whatever. It's again, it's laugh it's laughable for sure. It is. Are you glad you revisited it going into chapter two? Of the oh, movie? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it gave me a little bit more like. Uh, I had like, you know, I've gone through my feelings with it of total disrespect and disregard. And I'm like, you know, no, there are some parts. It has its merits. It has its yeah. merits and it has its moments for sure. But um, yeah, no, just to revisit that and ready, ready myself for, I mean, you know, I don't have any expectation for the new, the new one. I just, I'm going in there with the I'm kind of in the same open, too, open so. boat. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do it because technically those weren't two different movies we watched. You know, that's a, just one movie that's one. It, movie. Yeah. It's got one main, main arc. So, well, we do know that what the new one is like two hours, 45. So really? there's going to be a lot of stuff. I would imagine they're going to add contextually, or at least you would hope so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm not going to go in with any high expectations. Um, since we have done this one, be it's going like in with high expectations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be high, sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because they did a really good job with the first chapter. Uh, it makes me excited about this next chapter coming up. So yeah, you know, see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. That's about all I have to say about this, though. Right on. Yeah. No, I just know reading a little bit that uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, the director. Uh, even he said he wasn't like very pleased with the way it ended either. He's just like, we had other things we wanted to do, but this was kind of what was pushed for, and so we did it. And, you know, we just talked about that. So Ooh. even he wasn't really pleased with how it ended either. With the new one? No, with his version. Oh, okay. I see. That, did he mention like what he wasn't pleased with? Was it spider crab? <laughs> I, I think some of it has to do with that too. Spider yeah, crab. and just like with the adults, he even mentioned too like some of it just felt flat. Yeah, enforced. You know, kind of. I mean, maybe echoing a little bit of our sentiments, but not to that full extent that we went through. But yeah, even he had a little bit of critique for his own film. All right. Well, I'm glad he can see the light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. In a sense, it is funny because that's coming from the guy who directed Halloween Three. Yeah, oof. I mean, no, it's a great it's a doctor. It's a great Doctor Who episode. Yeah, he's got a couple strikes. It's okay. Well, I will say, Fright Night Part Two is actually really good. So there's this plus one. Uh, shit. So uh, going into next week, we already mentioned it once, but if you need to get boned up on Devil's Rejects, then go do it. Because that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Yeah, and another one of those kind of happy coincidences, too, where we didn't plan it out this way, but when we did cover it, chapter one, we followed it with House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, wow. So this is just happy coincidence. Uh, Super happy coincidence because it's been too long since I've watched that movie. Yeah. And I was going to, I mean, I was going to rewatch it anyway with Three from Hell coming up, but it gives me good reason to like sit there and just study it in a way that I never have before. Yeah, likewise. Um, Devil's Rejects in order to listen to that please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now uh, you can I mean if for some reason you found this in some weird place then we're available wherever you might get your podcasts I, I don't know what to tell you about that but uh, you can always head over to our website www.friedsquirms.com there's other ways to listen to us up at the top the latest episode is always streaming down at the bottom 
the links to all of our portals, the Insta, the Twitter, uh, the Facebook are in the middle, as well as our complete back catalog and archives. You can go check all of that out. Uh, you can always hit us up through the website or by emailing us, squirmcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. What else? That's about it. I know we say from week to week, you know, don't be afraid to give us a holla if you want uh, a recommendation, if you have suggestions. If you want us to do something. Yeah, even if uh, even if you're in the industry, maybe you need some eyeballs on a film, you know, we'd be more than happy to at least check it out. Maybe you need some balls on a film. Yeah, whatever. We can do that. <laughs> They're balls tannins. We know a few. Patrick and Belch. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me today, guys. It's always a pleasure. I think I'll watch tots. Yeah. Yeah. Watch tots. Eat tots. Tots are reign supreme over French fries. I think most 9 out of 10 people will say that. Fact. I'm still waiting for uh, tots versus the Crimson Circle and Savory Devil. Well, uh, you'll don't don't hold your breath. Like Alien vs. Predator. Don't, Jason. you know you just uh go on to the grocery store or to the freezer section find yourself some tots <laughs> and uh, so tots dipped in a pizza meal no comment <laughs> uh shit that's all I, i'm i'm fucking stoned and tired i'm tyler i'm tyler <laughs> i'm tyler too <laughs> it's good night good night night fried squirms you're not Tyler. Neither are you, Tyler. Yeah, I am. Oh, this is this is this is Tyler. You're not both Tyler. I'm Tyler. Well, I'm I gotta, Tyler. I gotta go. I physically gotta go. Yeah. So, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fries, worms. Out. Out.